Sometimes I feel like I don't have a partner. Sometimes I feel like my only friend is the city I live in, the city of Toronto. Lonely as I am, together we cry. <laughs> That's perfect, man. Some red hat chili peppers Saturday morning. Yes, Get it sir. going. Oh, uh, brother here it's good to see you man likewise I, I i i always i get a different vibe when i'm around you man ah. I, I love that you got such a positive pod we all know shit's going on yes. we all know all kinds of crap is going oh, yeah. on and we all want to be around positive people it's so important man. it's super important when you walk around with positivity you have that positive aura around you. Yes. And yes. then it'll make everybody happy. If That's you're it. happy, you're making people happy around you, regardless if the world is falling apart behind you. Yeah. Right? You come in with a negative attitude. Negativity is contagious. Yes. Right? So why start the day in a negative note? And it runs rampant in construction. Oh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's so contagious. You know what I mean? You see somebody with... Uh, you know, uh, uh, shitty face, you know what I mean? Just grumpy. It happens. Yeah. Right? Say good morning. Say hello. I'm a hogger. I know. I come it's in. It's amazing. I hug everybody. Hug you it know? out, bro. That's it. Hug it out. Why not? Why not? I, I sit. So, right. Patricio, welcome back, man. Nice it's to be back. always a pleasure to have you. You're always welcome to come back. Just come back anytime you want to come back. Give me Happy a, to be back. Send me a text, call me, whatever, and just come back on the show because we always got so much to talk about. Oh, everything is always moving, man. I know. Uh, growing, evolving, you know, so it's always something new to talk about. We got an interesting show today because obviously you're a master electrician. Yes, sir. Also, fire and there's what, what's the other ones? The uh, other? Fire alarm technician. Fire alarm Manchester technician with the yeah, CFA yeah. Canadian Fire Alarm Association. So you started your career, got employment with a business, and then things evolve. And today's show, we want to talk about that evolution. We want to talk about how sure all the kids want to get in, find that right employer, yep. go through the bad ones, yep. find that right one, and then stay there. But then they start thinking, I want to go on my own. Right. And it's fear on top of fear on top of fear. fear. And, and they're always nervous. Should I? I've got something good going on. It's secure. Yep. Should I? Should I try? And then all of a sudden you try and it maybe doesn't work. So we want to talk about your path and what you've been doing. Yeah. And obviously we'll talk a little bit about the Sparkies as well and yeah. electrical and what's going on. Uh, so everybody, again, it's uh, so everything's changed now. It's P squared Inc., right? Electrical contracting. That's right. That's the business that you're going with now. Yes, and sir. then on e uh, email, it's P squared electrical at gmail.com yeah, and on instagram electric at gmail.com oh, electric at yes. gmail.com sorry and then it's uh pato the electrician on instagram and it's yes. also p square electric that's right and uh i want to just share first of all val thanks so much for the tea bins plus anybody needs bins give her a shout she's always willing to help out and everything like that i wanted to share something this is not really up your own wheelhouse here but it's interesting that i get messages all the time and Jason, uh, oh, I can't believe this is coming up or what? This is not coming up. Where's my message? Sorry, give me one second uh -huh. here. I got this message here. Ah, where'd it go? Give me one second. He sent me a message over LinkedIn. I love what you've done with the place. You like it? I love it's it. It's nice. It's inviting. It. Yes. It can be intimidating, but again, the positivity uh, that you put out there 
once you step in here, you feel very comfortable, very welcome. Okay, I can't find this message. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it alone. We'll leave it alone. I, I, ultimately, uh, uh, he's a GC who's kind of um, gone the way of consulting. And okay. then he started, and, and I know a lot of guys are doing that. A lot of guys are actually reaching out to me now and talking about that stuff. And I get it. Information is valuable. Yes. And not, and I've said over and over that this industry, our career is perishable. Like there's a, there's an expiration date on us. 100%. Like, you know, it's just, you have to factor that in. We're human. That's all so it is. So much we can do. We're physical, mental, yeah. trade, career. So it, at some point you will have to hang up you know, the tool belt and then put down the drill and just do it for your own personal self and, and yep. things like that. So a lot of people in the industry are, are going the way of uh, consulting and then he started to do it and he's becoming successful as a result of it. And he was just Beautiful. asking me a question about um, uh, how to present his quotes and how detailed. And I get that's like, that, that's the number one question I get from a lot of trades. It's how hard. much information should I give? And I've always been of the mind, Give as much as you want, but be ready to back it up. That's right. Right? That's so right. don't give too much to the point that it's going to peg you into a corner and all of a sudden you're stuck that you have to deliver all this stuff. Everybody wants to get the job. Yes. Right? So when you're writing the quote, you're thinking, I don't want to lose this customer. Now, this customer doesn't mean nothing to me. I just met this person. They reached out. So you go in with an open mind, Right? And you want to do the best that you can for your customer. Yes. So when I say this customer doesn't mean nothing to me, I don't mean anything by it. All I mean is that it's just a person that reached out that wants a quote. Yes. So now that customer to me becomes number one. I'm going to focus on you and I'm going to write you a quote. I think the mistake that a lot of people make is, and I'll speak for myself and I made it myself. We all do. You want to please this person. Yes. So then all of a sudden you start going over and above, right? And then you send a quote, and then on that quote, there might be some things that you cannot do. You put in there, so when they read it on the paper, they're happier than a pig and shit to be like, this is it. But isn't it funny when we go, and we're the consumer now, and we go buy something, and it doesn't look exactly like we thought it was going to look. 100%. And for some weird reason, I think tradespeople keep their mouth shut. And they don't want to rock the boat. They right. don't want to create friction. But yet in construction, clients are always presenting that friction to us. And we're always bending over backwards to try to please them as a... Like as I compare it yeah. to, say, a mechanic. Okay. You walk into a mechanic shop, what's the first thing that you see? A billboard. A sandwich board. Something, yeah. right? And price. it says, you got it, price. 110 bucks an hour, 105, 120, whatever it is. Do I ask for a discount? No. Do I go in there and say, oh, that's too much. Listen, I'll tell you what. You want 120, I'll give you 75 bucks. No, we don't do that. We don't negotiate. We go there, fix my brakes, done. And it's what's needed. It's what's needed. Yeah. Being an electrical, there's a lot of things that can go wrong, whether you're doing commercial, whether you're doing residential, right? Uh, never mind the shock hazards, fire hazards. There's a lot of stuff that can go wrong. Right? And that's even before you're troubleshooting to that's figure right. out why things are going wrong. 100%, yes. right? And yeah, the same person that just came from the mechanic shop meets up with me and tries to negotiate my price. Every time. And I don't get it. Why? You don't negotiate with your mechanic. You don't negotiate with your hairdresser. You don't negotiate with anybody out there. You don't go to, uh, you know, 
Mark's warehouse to buy and, a pair of pants anything, for work and say, anything. hey, man, you know, I want a discount on this. No, it's not going to happen. You ever had a client not negotiate? I have. Yeah, I have. I feel rare. like I've the, been The unicorns? Is, the there's unicorns. their unicorns out there, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, they get a little bit of a look. But other than that, I've had some, but then I had some that I had to chase. Mm. And chasing, when you work for a company for so long, I worked at a company for 20 years. I'm not used to chasing anybody because I never had to. Yeah. My paycheck was there every Friday. You did your job. You did the scope. You delivered. That's right. Paycheck ready. That's right. That's the convenience of working for somebody else and all yeah. those headaches. Yeah. They're not yours. No. I but don't have but to now they're yours. Now I have to put their friendly reminders. And then how do you send a friendly reminder without sounding like a dick? It's a tough one. I've Is got a good Flemish saying that you can share if you want. That was on the last show. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody want to know exactly what she said? I'll tell you what she yeah, said. I want to know what she said. <laughs> I'll share I, it with you. I, need I can't I pronounce can it, but I have the translation <laughs> now. So before we even dive in even further, uh, like, dude, honestly, like, thank you very much. I'm, I'm cracking into this. I'm nice. having a stogie tonight. There you go. Thank Bear's you very, very much. Very nice. Enjoy uh, it. Uh, like, that's amazing. And I'm not saying that people who come on the show shouldn't do this. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> so, so, Pato, where do you want to begin here? Like, how do you want to start? Like, how do you want to... This is always a tough subject because I, all, a lot of guys that get into electrical, the top three, I call them the top three. Yeah. Electrical, plumbing, HVAC. They think they are the first string, the rock stars of construction. They think they know everything. They think that I've already done all the training. I've done all my apprenticeship. Yeah. I've worked with bad, good, ugly. Yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. They're not. They're and not. And they never are. They're not. And unfortunately, I feel that out of the top three electricians, and hey, all you other sparkies out there, if you want to cap at me, go ahead. Go ahead. But I feel that we're the worst ones. We it's good are, to hear that. I And I'll admit it. Like, I mean, hey, man, uh, I'll be the first one to admit it. I feel that Sparky's electricians feel like we're the shit. Our shit don't stink. I know. Right? Now, that... Where's that come from? You know what? There was an old saying back in the day uh, in the uh, commercial industry. I come from the commercial side of the business. Uh, that the electricians are the doctors of the construction side. It's so uh, yeah. when you come in, see, you know, I, I, like I said, I come from the commercial side, 25 years plus, right? So I've been hearing this coming up. Now, I started a little bit later than what I would have liked to. So now you get the young guys starting, say, right out of high school. The, the best part or the best time, I should say, to start any trade is in high school. I agree. Once you get into grade 11, you can get into the OYA program, right? And start getting into the trade. So now, what? Grade 11, grade 12, you're 17, 18 years old, getting your hands dirty a little bit, you know what I mean? But you're hearing the doctors of you're the, the trades. You're the doctor. You're the, the surgeon. The you're doctors the, yeah. of construction. Yeah. Why? Because you're doing the internal part of the building. Yes. Right? So... And you come in with your fancy little tools, nice, clean little tools. I've heard a lot of people say to me, I have a good friend of mine that's a plumber. He's like, oh, you electricians have all the nice tools. They're nice screwdrivers and this and that. I'm like, listen, the tool's a tool, right? A screwdriver's a screwdriver. A flathead is a flathead. A Phillips is a Phillips. A red is a red. Regardless of the brand, regardless of the... Uh, what it looks 100%. like. 100%. It's who is using it. 100%. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, 
But the best tools don't make you the best trade. I had a young apprentice send me a picture once of a fluke meter. Okay. Oh, what do you think of this meter? They're uh, not cheap. That's what I said. They're not cheap, right? He said, oh, what do you think of this meter? I use fluke. All my meters are fluke. I said to him, I go, it's a great meter. Way too much meter for you. You don't need it. You don't need it. For I the go, job that, that you do. For you the job that you do, you don't need it. And second of all, when you show me that you know how to use this meter properly, that's the other. then you deserve this meter. Exactly. But if you got to get a fluke just to test 120, you don't need this meter. It's a waste of all the capability right? of that. That's right. Yeah. So at that point, it goes to show you that it's not about the tool. You can go buy a Sperry meter if you want. I don't know who would, but you could, <laughs> right? You can buy a Klein meter. Hey, there's nothing wrong with Klein meters, yeah. right? If you're just testing for voltage, go buy a dummy pan. You know what I mean? Yeah. No big deal. First of all, if you're an apprentice, you shouldn't be putting your hands on a meter. It depends on the year that you are, right? Uh, if you don't use that thing properly, that thing will blow up in your hand or blow up in your face, and you get nasty burns out of it. You're making contact to contact 100%. on live, That's right. possible live, right? That's right. It's dangerous. So I said, uh, you don't need this meter. You don't even know how to use a meter. You see other electricians pull out the fluke, the, the distinctive yellow. You know what I mean? You see it. Everybody, oh, he's got a fluke. Oh, okay, nice, right? Uh, and you want to do the same. You need to know how to use it first, right? Drills, not any different. Again, I come from the commercial side. You're drilling a hole on concrete. This rebar, this pebbles and rocks in concrete. You know, you might see a nice smooth wall but inside the aggregate there's all kinds of shit and we've inside. known like anybody who drills through concrete oh. you could hit a specific kind of stone that yeah. just it could have just been a one type stone that that's just right. ended up in the aggregate and it got mixed in and your carbide pit that you think that is amazing that's attached to some amazing tool that you have yeah. it hits that stone a certain way you're getting thrown oh 100 and you're not prepared for it because you're thinking oh Oh, concrete's nice. Well, one of the biggest mistakes people make when they're drilling into concrete, if you don't know, especially if you're drilling this way. Oh, ah, here I come. And they're putting, let the drill do what the drill's got to do. The tool does the work, not you. That's right. Yes. So they're reefing on it. When you're reefing on it, you're putting your hand close to it. Well, you're not getting hit 100. I've seen it happen. I know. Right? I've seen it happen. So it's, it's, it's not the tool. You know what I mean? It's the person, right? Uh, but that's where the whole thing comes from. You're young. They're telling you you're the doctor of construction, you know, and I can sit here and say, oh, yeah, no, well, we are. Without us, you know, have lights. So yeah, I yeah. don't care about you. Nothing happens wall, without you guys. But without me, you know, but that's not the case. You know what I mean? A building doesn't go up just by one person, whether it was the frame or the concrete guy, you know, the guys doing the form work or anything like that. No, it's everybody. It's a team. Right. Uh, there's a lot of companies that once the building goes up, they do uh, rooftop barbecues yes. uh, at the completion of the job. Everybody's there, right? Because everybody was part of putting this building together. Yeah, which is Down nice. to carpet guys, yes. down to, you know, finishers. But you know that's rare, huh? Like that doesn't, I've done it yeah. and, I, and I try to do it because it's, it's a shame that the excavator, the foundation, the framers, right. they, they do their job. And then they move on to the next one. And they start getting forgotten. Yeah. Throughout the project. And then the last ones, which are all the finishing, right? Top three are always there finishing. Finish, paint, yeah. tiling. They're all there. And then 
I think everybody should be there. I think it, I think it should be. be in the OBC, to be very frank. I think that ah. it should be a part of the code that all trades attached to a project should be invited to a function that celebrates the work that was accomplished. It puts everybody together. Yes. Right? And it starts uh, building stronger bonds yes. between everybody. And you're not going to have the I'm better than you attitude. Exactly. Because everybody's together. I deliver, you deliver, we all delivered, right? That's right. That's right. So where, so, so where does this fear start it starts in like okay i guess the fear it's it's a double edge it's fear and also ego because you're being fed the doctor line but you're right. afraid to start doing certain things because you deep down don't know everything that's right and i have my own theory behind the fear okay right everybody that gets into a trade i personally think they get into a trade thinking uh one day i gonna do my own thing Right? Uh, it's something that we can do as tradespeople. I mean, anybody can do anything they want at the end of the day. But in a trade, I think you get in with the thought and the idea of one day running your own business. Business. I think everybody right? thinks that. So they Wants that. Wants that. Wants that. Yes. Right? Uh, of they've thought about it 100%. I don't care who you are. At one point, you have thought about it. Right? So you're young. You're getting into the trade. The ego comes once you start walking around and, you know, oh, here's the electrician. So what happens when you get into a site? People start asking, oh, we need this, we need this, we need that. So then that's building up to your ego. Now they're building you up. You saved the day. That's right. So your head starts blowing up. No. People call me the humble electrician in some places. Why? Because I don't care what you are doing on the site. I treat everybody the same. You know what I mean? I don't care if you're the CEO of this company. I don't care if you're uh, the PM. I don't care if you're funding this project. And I don't care if you're the cleaning crew that comes in to clean after. I was just about to I say. I treat everybody Everybody's the same. Everybody's equal. Yes. That's it. Yes. 100%. I'm not any better. Yes. Right? I'm here with the work boots just like how you are. Right? So when you get in there and they're like, oh, I need power here because I got to run my saw. Okay, you Make it, you run power, now you can run your saw. Everybody's very appreciative of that. Ah, oh, thanks, brother. You know, I appreciate it. Now we can go on. All right, hoo hoo. My ego's growing. Of course. So now all of a sudden, you're like, yeah, I gotta start my own thing. I can do it. You know what I mean? Look it. I saved the day here. <laughs> okay, you're the one thing for somebody. You know what I mean? Now you might need something. This guy might come and help you out. Sometimes I go to a pallet, I need to put a little piece of wood here. Here comes the framer, quick. Hey, no worries, bro. Pa, 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 pa. Done. I say thank you, right? Just like he says thank you to me. So, but that's where the, the ego starts building up, right? And it just keeps on getting compounded. That's right. So now you're working for a company. To do electrical, you got to get, uh, do an apprenticeship. You know what I mean? I, there's a lot of schools, a lot of uh, little routes that you can take for electrical. Bottom line, I don't care where you go, whether you go to one of those electrical schools, uh, whether you go to George Brown Humber College and take an electrical course, whatever course, whatever school you go to, you still need to do an apprenticeship. How many hours again? I know that you've mentioned it before. Uh, Off the top of my head, I believe it's about 9,000, 8,000, 9,000 hours. It's it's equivalent to about five years. Five years. And three terms of school. So everyone listening that's about to get into it or is in it, that's how many hours you need to learn. 
That's it's, right. It's a learning stage. That's right. It's That's not right. a ego building stage. It's not. Yes. You're learning and it's a continuous learning. Yes. Like everything else that's evolving around us, so it's electrical. Different ways of doing things, right? So again, with the ego, you get these young guys. They fresh out of school. Let's just say they finish their hours. They got their uh, rest seal, their license now. Okay, here I come. I'm new, I'm good, you might be eager, great. Now let's put you in a house that happens to be 50 years old. Let's put you in a house that's older than that. Let's put you in a house with knob and tube. Let's put you in a house with fuse panels uh, instead of breakers and- It, does, it doesn't look like school. That's right. It doesn't look like brand new two by fours. It doesn't now look you don't like, know what you're doing anymore. Yeah. It's not new construction. New construction, hey, you know what? Some people find it hard, some people find it easy. For me, that's a blank canvas. The easiest thing going. And it's the best way to learn. Because then you can learn how the circuits are run. So now when you come into an older home, you can kind of try to visualize how things were run. But tracing is where the key is, and that's where the meter comes in. That's where your knowledge comes in, your experience, right? You can say to a guy, hey, I got this job here, and guys will walk away from it because they have the fear that they're not going to be able to perform. And it's not a fear to disappoint the customer. It's an internal fear. Is it an ego? It's it, an ego thing. Is it like they're in their groove where I walk in, if all the ducks are all lined up, it's all new construction, I have this Let many, this many octagon this many lights this many switches this many plugs i just know exactly how fast i can do it how much money i can make it the moment you give them a curveball they're lost i don't want to do it i don't want to do what it. i found uh like again uh you know 25 years over here right so what i found within all the years is that we have some great electricians out there mm -hmm. they don't know how to trace unfortunately what is the fine art of tracing what is the lack of ability that they're... They don't know how to use their meter properly and they don't think outside the box, right? They're, they're fixated just on one path. You got it. They'll go to school. A lot of people nowadays, all these uh, new electrical schools are becoming a fab now. So. But they're only teaching you current. Current and the... Bare no pun intended, but current, right? That, right. right. So it's just like they're only teaching you that. And I think in a city like Toronto... You are going to come across 100%. Old. You are going to come across a spaghetti factory without being the restaurant oh, yeah. in those walls. You yeah. are going to, and you're going to have to chase and try to figure out why is this not toning properly That's right. to where it's supposed to be going. That's right. And toning, that right there is one of the key things that I tell people stay away from the toning. Okay. Everybody goes to the tone, beep. Okay, it's good. Put that shit on ohms. Then you can take proper readings, right? Then with, you can chase. And you can trace. Okay. With the ohms, I can figure out where there's a break on the wire, roughly where it is. So what does that do for me now? Yes, it takes me a little bit longer, but now I'm not butchering your wall, bro. Right? Now, if I need to cut into the wall, I can say roughly where it is, and I'll cut a bigger hole, which makes it easier to patch, but I don't have 30 holes. I don't have yes, 10 holes. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? I know. So it makes a big difference, right? But those are the two different types of electricians. That 100%. They don't care about the next trade that has to come in to patch all these holes. They don't. 
they just figure I rather give me a thousand holes. And then I'll find all the wires I get. Of That's course right. you will. If, well, you rip, sure. if you rip apart the whole house, I'll find everything. Fuck, at that point, take down the wall, man. <laughs> yes. and do a new. But there's no. But a but a skilled master electrician will actually find exactly where i gotta cut out and that's where experience comes from 100 that's that's what it is there's a lot of great electricians like i said out there there's a lot of great master electricians out there right they can wire up a house in no time they all look great you know what i mean uh but that's where experience comes from another example i see a lot of instagram posts uh, with the wire going into the box nice and tight and then I see it, and I'm like, oh, that looks nice and clean. looks neat. Great for Instagram. But where's the reality of it, right? Where's the experience? Because yes. I don't see any. What I see there is somebody taking their time to make the wires look nice and neat, right, and going to a box so they can take a picture. But experience has taught me you leave a loop, brother. Always leave and a loop. And you know what? You can try to make it neat. You can try to make it look pretty so that way when – you know, the homeowners, as soon as you leave, the first thing they do is go look to see what you did. They want to justify the money that they're paying you. So what did this guy do today? I heard him downstairs, pa, 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 ta, ta, ta. I heard him this, this, and that. Let's go see what he did. A lot of times they don't realize everything that we do, right? Uh, but there's a lot of things that they don't see and that's that has what it been is. done, right? Like, it's a big difference with what I do, for instance, with a drywaller. A homeowner will come down, all of a sudden, drywall stop. Oh, my God, it looks amazing. Yes, 100%. It's a big item. They can see it. They can, you know, all of a sudden, you had nothing but sticks here. Now you got a wall. Yes. Wow, he did something. He was busy. What's behind the wall? Everything we did, the electricians, the plumbers, you know what I mean? HVAC guys running all their ducks and everything, right? So back to experience and the loop of the wire why do i leave a loop i've had uh, apprentices say oh no, it looks it looks nice i want a loop oh well, why okay well first of all what happens when they start cutting the drywall if they nick your wires now you cut it take it back cut it right but you don't have anything if but you, you don't, don't have, have nothing left what happens now once they do the finishing they're like oh shit you know what can we move it over a little bit 100 percent. i left a little bit of slack don't you worry, I'll move it over. Wainscoting, position of railing. 100%. Something's in the way and you got to shift it one inch, two inch, even shift it sometimes almost 12 inches. That's right. If you can. That's right. That's I the reason for the loop. always leave a nice loop. Yes. As long as you do it properly, some people will argue, well, if you leave a loop, then there's a chance that I can get hit. Listen, if you do it properly. It's in the middle of the stud. And put your loop to the back. Yeah. That's it. Don't put it to the front. Put it to the back, leave a loop Most there. Most drywallers are using inch and a quarter screws. 100%. They're right? not going to hit it. So you're, gonna, you're going in at the max three quarters of an inch. There's That's no right. way. Even That's if they right. miss, and they, they shouldn't miss it because they have to hit the studs. 100%. Right? So, so there's, no, uh, there's, there's no chance. Now, what happens if your outlet burns? What happens if anything happens? You're not just going to replace the outlet without cutting the wires and starting fresh. If you exactly. do that, you're a butcher and you're going to have the same issue. Yeah. That wire is going to break eventually. Right? So always leave a loop, and that comes down to experience, right? So yes, does it look pretty on Instagram? All your nice tight runs into the box, it does. Yeah, but I mean, but the it, loop looks pretty to me. Why? Is, because it's function. It's that's it. I 100%. care more about anything that's in the wall has to be functional. It has to look pretty, yeah. but it has to be functional yeah. primarily. And you need to think about the next tray. I don't know if I'm gonna be coming back to fix anything here. Right. So I think to myself, well, if I come back, 
I freak out when I go fix something and I go pull out. I'm like, holy fuck, and man, you are you kidding me? It's I got an inch and a half of wire yeah. here. Like, what the fuck? I know, right? I know. And you try to get a little bit of slack, you get nothing, then now you have to figure something out, right? So I think if I come back and something happens, I can just loosen up my little tab, pull a little bit more wire, I'm good. If I don't, at least the other guy will thank me for it so because I've been there. What's the alternative? The alternative is there's not enough wire. You got to cut a hole, put a junction box there. Or you're moving your plug up. Now or it's going to look it, like uh, shit. Exactly. So, so some guys are like, oh, I'll just move it up. So basically, oh, okay, so now you have every plug at 12 inches and then you have one, one at four. Plug you know what I, mean? I know. Come on. You can't do that. No, no. You got to think about it, right? Uh, plan it properly. So, no, no, no. Sorry, I, I, I want to keep on going, but let me just share a little bit of history here yeah. um, for everybody. Um, electrical consumption by big corporations. This is going to be interesting. This is actually really interesting. How much power do you think Amazon uses? Oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, I, I probably wouldn't even even. I probably wouldn't be able to pronounce the number. Six point five gigawatts. How much is gi a gigawatt? Holy crap! So we know what a watt is. Yeah. Like if you if you accidentally, and that's why I don't do electrical. If you accidentally touch plug, you know what I mean. Like this is six point five gigawatts. I guess you can almost kind of try to compare it to like the computer gigabytes yeah, compared to megabytes and whatnot. But it's that's huge. Apple. Uses 2.58 terawatts. How big is a terawatt? Bigger than a gigawatt. <laughs> I know that. Facebook <laughs> uses 7.17 terawatts of hours of electricity in 2020. It's all the servers, man. Everybody that was getting into Bitcoin, I did a couple of jobs where crazy, they huh? were building up those rigs. It's crazy, man. And they think they can just go ahead and plug it to the wall, and here we go. And you know what? That wasn't the case, brother. So, so those aren't even the highest. So Microsoft's at 8.3 terawatts, and Google oh. is the champion. Oh, yeah, for sure. 15.5 terawatts of hours of terawatt hours of electricity. Two times what San Francisco and Sri Lanka and Zimbabwe uses. Wow. Wow. That's going to be a lot of uh, fans, most likely, because of the it's heat crazy. of all the service. It's for crazy. Sure. So, sorry, I interrupted you. No, so, no, that's no, good. So, so, now you got the kids, and they already have this kind of gold star on them. That's right. Right? And That's then right. more gold stars are being added to them. That's right. And then they've got this kind of attitude. And they shouldn't. They should take that attitude chip off their shoulder, and they should be a part of the team. Just be humble. Yes. Just be humble. You know what I mean? Uh, I get it. You know what I mean? Some people will be like, oh, what do you do? Oh, I do electrical. Oh, electrical. Oh, very nice. Hey, hey. Cool, man. You know what? Take it. You worked hard for it, right? Uh, and yes, you are working with something that could kill you. Uh, I mean, you can't smell it, you can't hear it, uh, you don't see it. Uh, so yes, there's a sense of, you know, superhero cap coming on type of thing. Like, here I come, you know what I mean? I got this, don't worry. But be humble. Yeah. You know what I mean? You need to have both feet planted on the ground. Because if you don't, you will get hurt. I used to ride a motorcycle. What did I always say? You need to respect the bike. The minute you disrespect the bike, the bike is going to throw you off, plain and simple. This here, not any different. It's the same. You know what I mean? Uh, so the kids are growing up with this. They're getting that chip. They're here I am. You know what I mean? Uh, they'll do their apprenticeship. They're working for somebody. Now they think that they can go ahead and go on their own. Do they think in the first year, because they pretty much experience a little bit of everything in their first year on a real on real sites, 
So they do they start thinking, okay, I've got enough knowledge. I don't need the remaining six years. I think some do, some don't. Okay. Right? Uh, and that's, you can tell who has thought that. Me as an electrician and with the experience I have, I can tell when somebody's talking shit out of their ass. Yeah. Like, I mean, I was like, okay, dude, you know what? You don't have that much experience. I can tell. <laughs> right? Because everybody can talk something. Everybody can put a resume and oh, look amazing. I was like, oh, great. Come to site. And let's see what you can that do. That speaks volumes. And within five minutes, you can tell. Yes. You know what I mean? You pick up a bander a certain way. I'm like, oh, you haven't done that much pipe, have you? I thought you'd have. Oh, well, once. Once is not experience. You know what I mean? You can't put your toe in a pool and all of a sudden think that you're an Olympic swimmer. No. You know what I mean? Yes, you got your feet wet, man, but that's not experience. No. Experience is jumping in, swimming, doing the competitions. Now you got experience. So the humble, the humble part. You need to stay humble. Just respect that, right? That's it. That's yeah. it. Respect the trade. Respect yourself. And when you respect yourself is when you become humble. Because if you're not humble, you're not even respecting yourself. Because then you come to sight and you show me what you can do, and it's not what you've said. How can I respect you now? You're better off speaking the truth and 100%. asking for help 100%. and asking for questions yeah. and learning than bullshitting. That's right. And then trying to get ahead of the game. Yeah. Because it's not going to get you ahead of the game. No, no. There's this times. Right? Like, I mean, if you're just coming out, you just started, and somebody calls you to do a basement, take it. Take it. It's a blank canvas. It's your time. Right? So don't see it as, I didn't make that much money. I spent way too many hours. Oh, but it's the experience. It's, it's the, the experience. money part. It's the experience. Right? Yeah. Right? There's been jobs that I've gone to do uh, when I worked for the company I used to. Uh, I was on an on-call basis as well. So every time I went on call, I would do electrical, fire alarm, and sprinkler systems. I would take a call, and I will go. When I put my time down, I'll be like, okay, I was here for, you know, three hours. There's usually a three-hour minimum and commercial when you head out. Three hours times time and a half, boom, I hand in my work order. I was there for five. I was there for six. Yeah. But you know what? I'm not going to tell the company that, and I'm not going to charge that. I will charge my three hours because that's the minimum. I'm out here. It's the middle of the fucking night. You know what I mean? I'm half asleep still, and I'm tracing this problem here to get this building going. Alarms are going off in this apartment building here. I need to shut this off. Fire department's pushing me. Okay, I got to get this resolved, right? So why are you doing that? Why are you, because you're taking the time to figure out. To learn. To learn. Right? So when I first started, yes, I'll put three hours down. The other two hours... I'll bite the bullet on, and I'll take them as learning lessons. Good. You know what I mean? I'm not going to go charge the company now this money, right, and potentially hang myself because now all of a sudden, oh, dude, you were there for five hours. What the fuck, right? Like, I yeah, mean, I know. I know. at that point, just we'll go in the morning, regular business hours, right? But no, I'll bite the bullet. I'll figure it out. I will not leave until it's solved. And I take it as a learning lesson. To me, that's more than an hourly wage. It is. Because you know the next time that happens, you 100%. have experience. That's right. That will make you get it done in three hours or less. That's right. 100%. Whereas some guys will go there, oh, I can't figure it out. Uh, we'll get somebody here in the morning. In the morning. But and they leave. the problem's there. You the problem's the problem. there. You're yeah. charging the time. Yeah. And the biggest problem of all, 
you didn't learn. Nope. Right? Uh, I had a boss that always said, I don't care if you change things. Right? We can always do as bills. I don't care if you run into a problem. I don't want to hear what the problem is. Call me with a solution. I trust you enough that you'll be able to handle what the problem is and change it around and do it a different way as long as you can justify it. And that's where the learning lessons come from. Oh, I'm stuck here. I'm not going to call my boss a hundred times. Oh, fuck, I'm stuck. How do you do this? How do you do this? No, I'm going to figure it out. Then I'm going to call him and say, listen, I know I had to do it this way. I ended up doing it this way because of this reason, this reason, this reason. He's happier than a pig in shit. Don't come at me with problems. Come at me with solutions, right? That's your trade. That's it. And that's where people start getting stuck with I know everything and the ego. And you then you get caught on it because you don't. And you will never know everything. No. You got to just, yeah, that's the trade, man. And, and you know, a lot of people, like I said, they like to think that they know more than they do. You know what I mean? And that comes back to bite you in the ass. If you don't know how to do something, just say it because we are all learning. There's a lot of stuff that I still don't know. And I ask. I learn. Your apprentice might teach. I read. Share. Yes. 100%. Yes. He might come green as hell yes. and says, hey, why don't we try it this way? Holy fuck. You know I what? I never thought about. That works. Good job, buddy. You know what? Let's That's do it. it. And we'll do it that way. Two heads are better, man. Three 100%. It, and then also, I, I would not insult, be insulted if another trade would come up and I, I kind of no. was on another you job gotta site. You got to be able to take I saw it. another Sparky. They did this. And I was like, what? I never even thought about that. Yeah. You have to be able to be humble and and, and, and take it. They don't mean anything. Like, you know what I mean? Let, let the ego out the door. You know what I mean? I'm not going to tell you walk around like this. No. But leave the ego at the door, dude. You know what I mean? Accept somebody help. Don't think that, oh, no. Well, you're not an electrician. What do you know? Bro. Uh. And I think that's one of the biggest problems with Sparkies, to be honest with you. And I hate it yeah. because I, I love the trade. I lost the love of the trade. We're going to get to that. We're going to get whole, into that. Yeah. But I did lose. Uh, I was losing it. We all do. But honestly, we all do. Yeah. You're going to have downs, man. 100%. You have to. I, so the way I got started, we're going back to the, the whole fear and yeah. people started. Yeah. So here's what the fear is. I was working at a company 20 years, just shy of 20 years, right? Good uh, work, good money, good job. That's it. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're in a company, a lot of people are like, holy fuck, 20 years, man. That's a long time. Wow. You know what I mean? Uh, and hey, I give them credit. Great company to work for. I also give myself credit because I've been a good employee. I was loyal, right? Uh, I did everything I was asked. I went up the ranks. The way I grew in the company and moved up uh, very quickly was, it was good, it was satisfying, I never let it get to my head, right? I just kept doing my thing, I always saw it as a job. Other people would be like, hey man, fuck, you know, you're doing electrical, conduit, multiple circuits, 600 volt, uh, 347, 120, uh, elevator jobs, you know what I mean? Yeah. People are like, well, you're not an elevator, what elevator jobs? Well, the disconnects, the transformers, the ATS, uh, 
you know, uh, the pits, you know, the fire alarm for uh, for Jeez, it. They ba- uh, basically paging doctor everything. And this and is that r- could have gone to your head. 100%. Right. Right. We're doing the elevator recall. Now I'm dealing with the fire inspectors. I'm dealing with a third party uh, verification company. I'm dealing with the building inspector. And don't even in fact, like factor in. All the safety that's it, and the reasoning behind all well, this. Well, I have some videos on my Instagram. I, I try to post, but I do have some where I'm riding the elevator on the top car and the shaft. Yeah. Well, I have to run conduit there. We're doing an elevator recall. By code, you have to. So here I am. So now all of a sudden, not only am I the face of the company, but I'm running the job. I'm doing the job, and I'm also meeting the building inspector, the fire inspector, the electrical inspector. All the authorities. So it's very easy for that to get to your head and be like, fuck, I got this. Yeah. Right? I'm out. I'm on my own. Mm -hmm. And I can do all of this. Where the fear comes from, I have my own definition of the fear, and this is what I've realized. You're somewhere for a long time, you know, 20 years at a company. You get used to it, right? You get comfortable. So you get into the trade thinking, at one point, I want to run my own business. And slowly, that dream starts disappearing. Every year that goes by that you're at a company, you do a good job, you move up, you get a raise, you become uh, a foreman, you become a supervisor, you know what I mean? You're running jobs now. Uh, You're not so much on the tools. So what happens? You get more and more comfortable. It's comfort. Right? Yeah. So to me, comfort equals fear. Yeah. Before, I used to think the fear is the money. I'm used to my study paycheck. Every two weeks, I get a paycheck. If I start my own business, I might not have that. I might. I don't know how it's going to go. We don't dictate that. Right? You work for a company. You show up. Seven in the morning. You go home at 3.30, you know, every two weeks you're going to get a paycheck. I used to think that's the fear. That's not the fear, no, it's, brother. It's the comfort. It's the comfort. But then don't forget why you got into it. But it's so easy to forget. It's easy to forget because I'll tell you, uh, I started falling into that trap 20 years in a company. I learned how to program fire alarm panels. So now not only am I on the tools doing all this work, but there's times where I go to a site, everybody's running around, everybody's working hard, and here I come with a laptop bag. I sit down and I start programming. Programming a fire alarm panel is not any different than programming a PLC, right? A lot what's, of what's a PLC? Programmable logic controller. Okay, all right. So <laughs> a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. Right? Mm. A lot of people don't know how to program these things. I don't. Right? So, again, experience. Right? A lot of sparkies think that they get into the trade. They think they're the, you know, God's gift because they can put receptacles and lights. Hey, man, I'm not going to knock you. I do that to this day. Shit, man. I'm still on my knees putting receptacles. It's all good, man. But it's the experience. So what happens? I come in with the laptop, nice and easy. Everybody's like, oh, here he comes. Here comes the programmer. Now we can... And I'm sitting here, and I should be feeling like, God, like I should have these tradespeople fanning yeah. me as I'm yeah. programming this, yeah. right? But I don't. I'll be doing it. If I see on my program that I run into a problem, I grab my tools, and I'm like, okay, no, it's going to be on this loop. We're talking fire alarm now. I'll be on this loop. I fix it. I go back to the program. I correct it. Now we're good to go. So what happens? 
you start getting comfortable. I'm running a job now. I'm on the laptop now. A lot of times in these big companies, people want to get to that level. Why? Because it's less work. And you've earned it. Let's face it, you've earned it. You, you've grown and you evolved uh, yourself and you evolved in the trade. So sure, you deserve it. Move up. You're not going to be doing receptacles for the rest of your life. If you are. But I could be. You could. Be. That's if you I want I could do to. the same job that I did at the very first year of my career. Yes. Ten years later, I could do it for a quarter of the time, make twice as much money. 100%. Comfort. What I always used to tell my guys when I run the jobs, it's like, don't never think that I'm telling you to do this because it's shitty and I don't want to do it. Because I've done it a that's million the, times. That's not the case. And if you want, I'll show you. And if you don't want to do that, that's fine. I'll do it. Then come and do this. But never think that I'm telling you to do something because I don't want to do it. Because no. You'll easily do that. it. You'll take 100%. over and you'll do it. No problem. Yes. So, but everybody wants to get to that level. It's an earned level. It's a badge of honor. You know what I mean? I made it. I, I, I have enough experience to get to this point. So what year in those 20 years did you start to see that comfort kind of creep up on you? Probably about the 12-year mark. It probably took me about 12 years, give or take, to get to that point where now I'm running jobs. Uh, I got the laptop on my shoulder. I got a company vehicle. I got the gas car. I got the phone. You know what I mean? And the company does not bother me. They're not calling me to check on me. They're not, not, literally nothing. I can take all the time. I've taken up to six weeks and a year off. You know what I mean? And people are like, holy, yeah, man, I go to Chile. Because you saved the day for the other 46 weeks. You know what I mean? So that's why. I have no problems. So about, yeah, about 12 years ago, 12 I, years, t- huh? I took off to Chile for a month and came back, went to Mexico. So I'm like, wow, they didn't even say nothing. They didn't even question me. This is pretty fucking cool, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, wow, yeah. you know, and that comfort level comes. What happens when you get comfortable? That's what I say equals fear. Because now it's not the money, like I talked about before. The money will come. It's the comfort. You don't want to leave the comfort zone now because now when you're your own boss, when you start your own business, we had a sales team. I'm my own sales team. Now we had accountants. I have an accountant, but for the most part, I do everything and I bring to the accountant. We have a PM. I'm the PM now. We have, you know, company vehicles. Well, I had to keep my own company vehicle. So now all the things that before you were so eager to do, you're not so eager to do anymore because you have it here like this. Yeah. Right. So that to me equals fear. That's what holds you back. You know what I mean? And in my case where I was, uh, again, great company. Uh, I will never uh, speak badly of them. Left on great terms. Left in good terms. I will say good terms. Okay. it was unfortunate the way that I left. Uh, and to be honest with you, uh, this P-square ink was coming uh, from before, but I was not 100% ready. I, I, I admit it, I, I was not 100% ready. Were you not ready. ready because you knew exactly what was needed to do it? Uh, yes, 100%. Okay. Uh, 
I have a lot of friends that have their own businesses and I use them as mentors and I talk to them and I pick their brain. I always said there's no such thing as a stupid question. No. You know what I mean? Some people are like, hey, I have a question. It's like, I got the stupid. No, 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 no. There's no such thing as stupid questions. You know what I mean? And I ask a lot of questions and I repeat myself sometimes and it's like, whatever, man, you know what? Just give it to me, give it to me. I need to hear it a few more times. Uh, So I knew I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this. I run jobs. I'm like, okay, well, I, I always think of the bad and I think of the good. You know what I mean? It's always lo- like I have a coin in my head and I always look at the two sides of the coin. So I wasn't ready. I wasn't 100% ready. Uh, I'm two weeks shy of the one year anniversary, right? So, of you know, P squared. Of P squared. Yeah. So, so it's been an interesting year. 100%, man, with COVID and, that, and yeah, everything, everything else to start when I started. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people have have it, my uh, done it, and uh, my hat's off to them. Yeah, it's more uh, challenging because I realize how challenging it is, right? Um, did you embrace the uncomfort, like just? I did. Okay. Like I said, I was losing the love for it, and why was I losing the love for it? Morale in the company started going down. So the company was changing. That's right. Uh, I always say, you know. People don't leave companies. People don't leave jobs. They leave supervisors and managers, the people running the business. People. Right? People leave people. Mm-hmm. I left that company. I'm still an electrician. Right? I'm not going to go change trades. You leave. So the company started changing. Right? The owner started retiring. Uh, Handed it off to a younger generation? or Younger generation. Okay. All right. Uh, so Kids and the family, a family-run business. Which is usually the case. And nothing wrong with it. Yeah. The problem is that when you have kids that grow up with daddy having a business, they don't go through what I call us real people go through. Right? A lot is given to them. That's right. Uh, You know, so they don't realize what it is to earn that badge of honor, which I call the Red Seal, your master electrician, your any ticket that you have. I call them badge of honors. I don't call them licenses, tickets. No, it's a badge of honor. You worked for it. You stuck through it. Being an apprentice is not easy. You earned it. You've earned it. Okay. Right? Well, how much have they earned? They have in their own right. I will never knock them. Hey, everybody's different. Everybody's got different struggles. Everybody sees everything different. So, you know, I might see something one way, you see it a different way. Is your way wrong? No. No. Is my way wrong? No. We're entitled to that, right? We have that right. So I'm not going to knock them. But being that I've been there for so long, I've seen the changes. People coming into the company, they're coming into the new changes. So they don't see anything different. They don't see anything uh, wrong or good or this or that. They don't see it. I was seeing it. So the morale of the company started getting super low. Uh, Again, once you start getting used to and accustomed to something, right, you kind of lose the love for it. You do. Right? I started finding myself tracing less. I started finding myself on the tools less. Right. And a lot of people inspired to that. They want to get off the tools eventually. And hey, don't get me wrong. So do I. But get off the bigger tools. 
I'm always gonna be on the tools. I'm yeah. always gonna do something. I got two kids. I, I would love it for them to call me and say, hey, Pa, you know what? Can you come and look at it? Fuck, no problem, of course. right? But I'm not gonna get up on a ladder, grab a drill and start hammer drilling a fucking inch hole to run conduit through. No, I don't wanna be up on a ladder when I'm you know, 70, no. 80 years old. And you don't need to, right? But I'll come and, you know, change receptacles at my daughter's house. On your knees. No problem. No problem. Right? So so the kids were creating in these in this business. Yeah. Were they just not focusing on the the important little details that the That's parents, what it was. That's what it was. Yeah. Right? The old timer, I call him the old timer, great guy. You know what I mean? He was amazing. Very open to the people, uh, the employees. He always come out, uh, talk to us. We could always talk to him. Uh, he smoked. I smoke. We'll see him outside, cracking jokes. It was great. Family run, lots of work. It was good, right? The minute that the, uh, his son and his daughter took over, it, be, it changed. Now, I'm not going to say that this brought it down. No, it's a thriving business. It's a great business. Great people to talk to. Great individuals. But you have a barometer. You have 20 years there. You saw what it was 20 right. years ago. That's you saw right. what it was tw eight years ago when you started realizing you were comfortable. That's right. And you're seeing it what it is today. That's right. So you, s the kids didn't. They didn't. They didn't. And that's why I can pinpoint where the problems were and where they came about, right? And I think that it was just the lack of knowledge on their part on how to run a business and have the open communication and open channels with your employees, right? Uh, the company does electrical and fire alarms, so you have two departments, you had a projects department, you have a service department, right? Uh, and, you know, you have your manager and you have this guy will run the service department, this guy runs the construction or projects department. They weren't in touch. They weren't in the loop with everything. They were looking at numbers. They were looking at jobs calls it became too much of that revenue. unfortunately yeah revenue yes. did you ever at any point i'm not sure if you did did you ever have a conversation with the old man about it or not in regards about uh, well you know what i actually did i uh one of the last times i went for a race which i must say he was happy to give it to me and even said to me hey just do me a favor don't tell anybody because nothing you know i have 10 people outside my door and they don't deserve it flat out. Mm -hmm. and I was like, Hey, you know what? No worries, brother. Like, I mean, that's something that, you know, I don't feel people should talk about regardless. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, it's communication between you and the employer. 100%. Yes. Uh, and I did say to him, I go, Hey, you know what? For what it's worth, uh, they're doing great. Uh, but at the same time, you know, this, this and that, but I feel that he pay his dudes and he was almost like, you know what, let them run it. I'll step in if all of a sudden this money issues, <laughs> right? Like, Starts I mean, to fall apart. Or that's something. right. But uh, the morale. That I, was the number one thing. I think it came down to morale. You became a number. The employees. 100%. The electricians, service techs, they are all a number now. A, a, but you were never a number. No, I was always Patricio. Yeah. I was always Pato, yeah. right? I, I'll never forget when the owner will always call me Patricio. Oh, how's Patricio today? Oh, I'm good. How are you? Oh, great. And then out of the blue, all of a sudden, he started calling me Pato. That little 
And it's like, okay, so now it's more personal. Yes. I love it. Like, you know, and it yes. became more personal and it was great. Everybody got along. Everything was great. It's unbelievable what morale does to a company, you know, and, and it's one thing that not many people like to talk about, uh, but it's the truth. Let's face it. Morale is huge. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Everybody focuses on the money. Everybody focuses on this, 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 and that. But it starts with morale. You know, you walk into a place and the morale is down. There's negativity everywhere. Say good morning. Be pleasant. That's right. Smile. That's right. I don't care about the money. I mean, I do. Don't get me wrong. Eh, bread and butter is bread it's and butter, there. right? It's going to be there. But the money is there yeah. and it will come. It's the morale, right? Nobody wants to walk into a place where it's full of negativity. Nobody wants to walk into a place where morale is down, right? Uh, with the old timer, they used to do fishing trips. They used to do stuff like that. All of a sudden, there's nothing. We used to have Christmas. They all went away? Went away. We used to have Christmas parties. That went away? That went away. Right? Uh, and those are little things. These are that not big, expensive items. They're not. Man. I'm sorry. They are not. But they're extremely valuable on a different scale. That's right. Uh, you know, it's the little things. Maybe a gift card. Hey, you Something. know what? You're pushing a job. We need to get this done. We're on a deadline. We work our asses off to get it done. There's nothing wrong with you giving me a gift card. And I don't give a shit if it's a Tim Horan's gift card. Because it's not what you're giving me. It's the thought behind it. Exactly. 100%. I don't care if you went to put gas. And at the gas station, you bought 10 Tim Horan's gift cards for the crew that finished this job in time. Some people will be like, oh, yeah, well, he just bought it at the fucking gas station on his way in. I go, bro, Really? That's how it's, you look at it? Yeah, it's the thought behind it, bro. He could have pumped gas and yeah. drove away. He just went away and not given anything. That's right. It's the thought behind it. Don't be a fucking idiot. Take yeah, it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. But that went away. Nothing like that. I did a job. Paid my guys. They did a great job. I went and I went with gift cards. And I'm just starting out. A couple of weeks shy of a year. But it's to show my appreciation. That's all it is, man. You get paid for the job that you do. That doesn't mean that I appreciate the job that you did. I'm paying you because you did a job. You know what I mean? How many guys out there will do a job and here's the pay? Yeah, see ya. Uh, you know. You're a number. Was it good? Was it not? Uh, so you have to show some kind of appreciation from time to time. Now, I'm not saying you have to gift me something all the time. I finish your job. Hey, bring me gifts. Shower me with gifts. You know what I mean? Here comes the eagle, right? Hey, I'm a sparky. Shower me with I gifts. I know, but those no. little, little, little things, They man. go a long way. They went. They go oh so far. Oh, my God. So far. And it's everything. Some- if you're a one-person business and you got one employee, treat them like that, man. That's right. Yeah. That's right. It go. You gave me something. It could be a $5 Tim card, like I said. Anything. It's a thought. I but totally agree. morale goes up. Now, on the next job, guess what I'm doing? I'm jumping in there with joy because I'm happy. Morale's up. I'm happy. A happy worker's a good worker. Yeah. Right? And everybody wins. Right? I always said uh, when I was at my uh, old place that, you know, I look at it as a team. I grow, you grow. You grow, I grow. So every time I went to talk to the old timer and ask them for a raise, I'll say, listen, you know what? I feel that, you know, I'll, I'll plead my case. You become a salesman all of a sudden and you're selling yourself as to why you should get more money. You're a salesperson every day. Yes. <laughs> that I've come to notice. Every, trust me. Yeah. Uh, 
And then I will always say to them, I like how the company is growing. And I want to be part of this growth. Because the company grows, I grow. And then once I grow, the company also grows. It's a circle. Yeah, Right? If I learn a new thing in the trade, electrical is so big. There's so many things that you can do in it. So when I started programming fire alarm panels, for instance, or PLCs, hey, I grew. Talk to the old timer. Now the company grew, right? So And the trade is always evolving. 100%. It's always evolving. So, Pato, OBC talk. Mm. Let's, let's, let's test you. I don't know. I don't let's know. Any see, let's stuff. see. All, all these questions I would ask you uh, if I was on site <laughs> with you. Uh, lighting. Every entrance must have an exterior light controlled by a wall switch located within the building. Is yeah. that true? By the door. By the door. Yeah. Kitchens, bedrooms, living rooms, utility rooms, laundry rooms, dining rooms, bathrooms, water closet rooms, vestibules, and hallways must have a light controlled by a wall switch. Yeah. Closets, did they change that recently? I, I thought in the OBC, closets weren't required, or are they now it's a It's a plug. Okay. You're not allowed to have a plug, but closet uh, lights, you are, you, so now depending on the light as well. Got uh, it. Right? Every stairway must be lighted yeah. with a three-way. 100% top and bottom. Stairways with four or more risers required a light with a three-way wall switch located at the head and the foot stairs. Yep. Exceptions. Are there exceptions? Uh, it depends on the steps. I think it's uh, five and less steps. You don't need one. So it says basements that are unfinished, you don't require, or, or lead to an outside entrance or garage only, require one switch at the head of the stairs only. So I guess you're going down. You go back up. That's right, because it's unfinished, right? Got so you're it. not going to stay down there. And if it's like a little uh, split-level home, I guess you can call them where they have five steps. And then you go into an unfinished area? You that, wouldn't require a three-way No, then. no. A light is required for every 30 meters square or 98 uh, square feet of floor area in a basement. Switches must be located at the head of the stairs. Yeah. So every 100 square feet, huh? Yeah. So it's an unfinished a basement. A 10 by 10 room. Requires one switch, yep. minimum. Yep. Okay, that's it. That's man. why you walk into an unfinished basement and the house could be massive and you got three pole chain lights. <laughs> I know. So that's perfectly <laughs> And ESA that's fine legal. in a finished basement. And an unfinished basement, yeah, that's fine. Then the moment you start creating three rooms that are 98 square feet each, then you got to have a switch for every single one. That's right. Well, at that point, you finish in the basement and you bring it up to code. That's how it goes. And up to today's code, right? Uh, so I want to ask you, so there's different stages in, in particularly your trade. So you've got that sponge, that kid who's getting started, made the decision. Hopefully, I like that sponge. Yeah, in high school, yeah. decided to go and go study electrical. Yes. Right? And, and what I'm getting at is that, so from there they go and they have their schooling. Mm -hmm. Then they now become a different type of sponge, and now they're getting their apprentice and they're working for somebody. Yes. Right? So then all of a sudden now they keep on changing and evolving, and now they're working for an employer, and they finish all their hours, and no different than you doing your 20 years, and then they become a different type of sponge at that end of that cycle, and they're going on their own. Mm -hmm. What's the common thread? It's that humble part, eh? You gotta constantly you stay gotta, humble. You gotta stay humble. You gotta stay humble. Does, doesn't matter if you learn all this, you experience all this, you're still that brand new kid at the very beginning. 100%. Okay. 100%. Be humble and let your work speak for itself. Don't over big up yourself, per se. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, yeah. For lack of better words. Uh, we tend to 
you know, big ourselves up way too much at times, right? And that's how you end up shooting yourself in the foot, right? We want to please the customer. We want to get that customer. You know what I mean? Part of the fear, and this is, uh, and I think that a lot of salespeople go through this as well. Uh, there's always the fear of losing that customer. Even if your hands are tied and there's nothing you can do about it, you go over and beyond to keep this customer happy. And that's how you shoot yourself in the foot. So an electrician will come and be like, oh, I can do this, I can do this. So, oh, can we do this? Because you got to remember, a homeowner, for instance, you know, with the Pinterest and the Instagram out there and everything else, holy fire, they want everything. Everything that they've seen. They watch a movie, oh, I want that. So the electrician comes, oh, can you do this? You don't want to lose the customer. You're just starting out. You're young. Your head is this fucking big. You say yes. Well, you show yourself on the foot. You might not even be able to do you that. You say it costs this much, and then you wait for their yes. That's right. So stay humble. Uh, don't overstep. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and be real to you, to, you the, to your true self. You know what I mean? You can meet somebody, and you can talk to them, but never forget who you really are. Never forget why you got into this. 100%. You got in this for a reason. There yeah. was something that sparked you. That's right. That made you want to become this trade. And yeah. never forget that moment. No, no. Find the love for it. Yeah. Find the love for it and stay humble. Like, I mean, a lot of people, uh, you know, get into the trade too because of the money. Right? And why I say because of the money? Because you, you know, oh, what do you do? An electrician. Oh, oh, so you must make a lot of money. Oh, you're good. So... They get into it because of the money. It's a little bit cleaner of the trades, per se, you know what I mean, and whatnot. But don't let that shit get to you. No. Right? Is there good money? 100% is good money. Uh, you like can still anything lose else. money, too. But you can lose your shirt. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, God forbid, uh, you know, you go do something at a, at, a ho- at a home and you blow something up. There's Just a, because. There's a lot of risk. You know, yeah, there's know. a lot of risk. You jump to commercial now. You know, let's just say you're wiring up an ATS and you blow that shit up. Dude, that's 20 grand right there just on a switch. Never mind the labor, wire, everything else that, that goes with it. Yeah. Right? So be humble. And, and, and don't forget, you know, why you got into it. Find a love for it. If you got into it for the money, if you got into it because it's one of the cleaner jobs, if you got into it because you keep hearing that you're the doctors of the construction site, you know what I mean? And, you know, you want to go do it. Whatever reason, find the love for it. And that will bring you down, man. You know what I mean? Tone it down. Pato, did you ever think at the beginning of your 20 years that you'd be now going on your own? Not now. Eventually, I knew I was going to. Okay. And I wanted to. Uh I just wasn't sure why, because I started falling into that trap of the comfort zone. Did you know how to? Uh, I always had a business to uh, a business register, and okay. I was what you will call your weekend warrior. Yes, right. Uh, every trade does that, and every trade does that because let's face it, you know what? Uh, we like the money, we like the work, but also keep yourself uh, sharp and keep yourself sharp. Yeah, one hundred percent. Again, I came from the. Um, commercial side of thing, commercial, commercial residential, uh, but not residential. So my weekends and my evenings, I was doing pod lights, I was doing your basements, I was doing renovations, you know what I mean? 
Uh, and that's how I started with homes. Yes. Right? So everybody does this. So being a weekend warrior, I'm like, okay, well, I got to register for a business. Being that I do electrical and everything else, I kind of want to incorporate. Okay, I can do that. I can make a couple phone calls, get somebody to do it for me. Uh, so I kind of someone knew how to get started, but how to run a business, <sighs> the admin part of it, right o over my o head. Over most trades. Right. Uh, did I run jobs? Yes. Did I did a little bit of invoicing? Yes. Uh, did I do material list? Yes. So, hey, man, you tell me this is what we got to do. No problem, man. You know what? We'll be up and running by Monday. Give me a week or two, whatever, whatever. I know roughly how long it's going to take and everything else. The admin part of it was a different story. Fuck, has it been a learning lesson? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I kind of fast-tracked to opening up the business, uh, mostly because of COVID. Right, uh, I will say well, COVID was kind of holding you back a little bit, preventing. As, you know, as funny as it sounds, COVID pushed me into it. Okay, all yeah. right, yeah, uh, COVID pushed me into it. Got to remember, we're looking at roughly about two weeks shy or so. Last year, October, you know what I mean, is when you know uh, I actually took the full leap of faith, right? Um, and I was pushed to it. And again, it goes down to morale. It goes down to the changes in the company. Uh, when COVID first came around, uh, everything got shut down, right? We didn't. No, service. Right? Yeah. We do service. We do electrical. We do fire alarm, which, you know, is life safety. You know, people say, oh, well, life safety. Oh, that sounds... It's just a fancy word for fire alarm, bro. You know what I mean? That's all it is. Life safety is just a fancy word for fire alarm so that way we can put a higher number on the bill. Plain and simple. As soon as anything that says life safety, you can charge more money. But it's still, we're not diminishing how important it is. Not at all. Is. Hey, not it's at all. It's important. been my bread and butter for years, yes. and I know it inside out, and yes. I respect it. So, no. But it is what it is. I'm here to speak the truth, and that's just how I am, right? I don't sugarcoat shit, and my head is not this big. So, uh, But we were out there, right? All of a sudden, we became essential. And I say essential because I think that is bullshit. Mm -hmm. We're all essential. Yeah. Everything that everybody does is essential. Otherwise, this world wouldn't go around. It doesn't run. Plain and fucking simple, yeah. right? But... We were the ones out there. All of a sudden, all these office buildings are closed. We're still going. We're still working. You're right? maintaining. You're servicing. We have to. Have to. Right? Sure. All the offices are um, empty, but the automation system of the buildings still are going. still running. Still going. So you still have to maintain it. Right? Big boilers. You know what I mean? I'm not a plumber, but I do the electrical part for the boilers and the electronics part of the boilers, relays, contactors. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, somebody needs to maintain it. If it goes down, uh, office building's fucking empty. Nobody knows. That could cost hundreds of thousands of dollars if somebody doesn't maintain it or get to it. Something fails. A component right? fails. Yes. Uh, we smashed so many elevator jobs because offices were closed. Elevator companies still doing their elevator mods. And here we come doing all the electrical, the fire alarm, all the uh, emergency recall, everything. 
Uh, and it was great. Offices are empty. So but I all that maintenance is going on regardless. If COVID didn't happen, you're still maintaining these services. That's right. I and don't know, probably every year or if not every six months. Or There's whatever. a lot of jobs out there, man. There's a lot of elevators. They, they have a, a time frame when they need to uh, yeah. you know, uh, revamp them right, and, and do a mod on them. And like I said, we will do all the electrical and everything else for them. So uh, when the offices were open, yes, we were still doing them. It's just more of a pain in the ass. Yeah. Right. Especially downtown Toronto when you're dealing with all those office people. They're a different breed, man. Those <laughs> office people. And if you guys are listening, I love you guys, man. But you guys are a different breed, man. Oh, my the God. The one thing I notice is they never <laughs> fucking smile. man. No, no, they don't. They don't. And you try to say hi. I'm, I'm a happy guy. Yeah. I like to crack jokes. Uh, I like to, you know what I mean? Uh, you'll see me going down a hallway singing La Bamba, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Hey, man, I'm just doing my thing, right? But here, They'll report you if you do that. Bro, here comes Mr. <laughs> Grumpy Pants over here, you know what I mean? It's like, holy crap, bro. Crack when you're smile. done, Pato, head over to HR, okay? <laughs> they want to have a conversation. Yeah, I, like, you're too happy. Like, Shut up. I don't get it, yeah, I know. right? But now that the offices are empty, we were having a blast. I'm not going to lie. We were working, but it was... Finally, we have the building to ourselves. Yeah, which is great. So it was great. Traffic was, um, I'm doing car wheels in the middle of Young and York, man. Like, how often can you do that? I'm like, oh. it was a little eerie, I must say. Like, scary eerie, because all of a sudden, you just see service trucks driving around. Roads are empty. You're just like, holy shit, there's nobody around. Like, holy crap, right? Yeah. So all of a sudden, we're essential. We're getting sent out to these jobs. No problem. Let's go. All of a sudden, the government comes out. You got to wear uh, face coverings. Okay, no problem. Anything will be suffice. I believe suffice is the right word. Anything you want to wear, go ahead, as long as you're covering your face. Okay, no problem. I'm not going to wear a bandana. I still need to be somewhat presentable. Yeah, yeah. Right? So what do I do? Typical tradesman, I get a net warmer. Yes. I go into a building. I hate the fucking masks. Let me put that out there. I fucking hate it. I get out of my truck. I go into a building where I do. I just lift of course. it up. Yes. Most tradespeople were doing that anyway. That's it. And it got to the point where a lot of brands were selling neck warmers with their logos on The it. one that I have was from uh, <laughs> that company, Pilly. Uh, yeah, I, I was like, given I, dozens and dozens yeah. of neck like all the logos. And I'm like, okay, so a marketing person is genius enough to think, well, sure, everyone's wearing this. Let's put our logo hey, on it. Hey, why not? You yes, know what I mean? Yes. So I get that. Not a problem. Nobody ever questioned it. Except my company. Really? Like, are you kidding me now? Here comes a 20-year employee. That's, I have kids, right? So you're afraid of COVID. The whole world is afraid of COVID. What makes you think that I'm not, right? Mm -hmm. And I have kids. Yes. My mother-in-law, God bless her heart, uh, she's with us for half of the year, and the other half of the year, she's back home. Okay. Well, she got stuck here. She couldn't fly back. Couldn't travel. Right? Air Canada shut down, parked yeah. all the flights. She's with us. So now not only do I have kids, I got a wife, I have my mother-in-law and elderly at home. But yeah, I'm still happy. And I'm still going out there. I'm putting that shit behind me. I'm going out there, doing the best that I can. Only to walk in to the shop and have them be all over me because I'm wearing a neck warmer as a cover-up. Because it. I had to wear it in the shop. Okay, no problem. Hey, you meet, you want me to wear it? I'll never argue it. No problem. Was you know this I mean? coming from the kids or was it coming from the old man? Kids. Kids. All right. Okay. Okay. So I get them. They come up to me. Oh, you can't. Uh, you can't wear this and that. We'll supply masks. 
I'm like, really? I'm like, okay, no problem. I, I'm not going to argue it. No problem, right? They get us masks. Okay, fine. Right? I, I, I talked to uh, our health and safety guy, a really nice guy and everything. And I'm like, hey, man, you know, the government flat out said any face covering. I mean, I can put anything here for, you know what I mean? And I'm following the rule. I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to stir the pot. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, w w what's up? You're going along. Yeah. Uh, what's up? Well, apparently it looked too thuggish, I guess. Really? Like it didn't look good enough. Like, I mean, I'm like, okay. Did, they, did they think you were driving an El Camino? What's like? What's going on here? Man? I don't know, man. Was like, it like I mean, getting a little bit like that. Yeah, to me it was like, okay, now you gotta be kidding me. Like, I mean, uh, I'm not wearing a competitive, which I did get competitive masks, like from other companies, yeah, uh, from other trades. You know what I mean? You gotta remember, once you've been in the field for so long, you meet different people, different companies. Uh, again, I like to think that I get along with everybody. You know what I mean? And I talk to everybody the same. I treat everybody the same. So. It's not like I'm going there with a mask with a logo of another company. I will never do that. Right? So you're even being conscious of that. 100%. Right? There was other employees that walked in with a proper mask and another company logo. <laughs> Bro, what the fuck you doing? Like, okay. Yeah. They said to him, hey, man, you can't wear that. It's common sense. Me? No. Plain one. That's it. Nice and plain. I wear it in the winter sometimes. I hate crew neck shirts. Like even this one here was a crew neck. I cut the fucking thing to a V-neck. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I can't. I feel like they choke it's me. Choking you. Right? So I wear V-necks. And in the winter time, sometimes I'll have, you know, a neck warmer. I go pump gas. I put that shit up, bro, because it's cold. Yes. Right? So, but now it became an issue. Okay, I'm not going to stir the pot. No problem. Oh, but you were fine wearing a mask, a proper mask. I was fine wearing a proper mask. Okay. Okay. Then we get sent out to one of the hospitals to do a job downtown. It was an elevator job. And this one I'll never forget. This one kind of made me feel a little bit like, okay, this is, this is where now it's becoming bad. Okay. We go there and I start seeing the trades leaving. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute, man. Something's Other trades? Or yes. And I'm like, Some fucking, something's going on here. We're coming in. They're leaving. I don't get it. We see the elevator guys. They're starting to leave, and they're f totally freaking out. I'm like, bro, what's going on, man? You know what I mean? What's the problem? Well, there's an active case. Okay. We're doing an elevator mod. There's two elevators. So everybody's touching the elevator buttons. We need to ride the elevator. You're in a hospital, right? And we're in a hospital. So you're in a hospital, right? Yep. Okay, so you're in a hospital. <laughs> There's active cases of a bunch of things. That's right. Okay. So we're there. They're freaking out. It's an active case. Okay, I get it. You know, it's still furling you. Everybody's panicking. Everyone's you know still trying I mean? to figure it out. Yes. Trying to figure it out. Yes. I get it. But then we come to find out that where they have the active case happens to be literally right beside of the elevator that we're working on. Okay. Right? There's not six feet to this elevator. We okay. have to be working right there in the area. We have the doors open. We got to do the top of the shaft. We're here and everything else. So everybody's leaving. So I'm like, okay, fuck. So there's really nothing we can do. Without the elevator, guys, I'm not getting in the hoistway. Plain and simple. You need them. 100%.
Okay. So uh, I call my supervisor and I'm like, listen, man, there's an active case here. They're supposed to tell you that it's an active case. I get it. It's a hospital. All kinds of shit going on here. You know what I mean? We all know that you walk into a hospital, you smell it yeah. <laughs> before you even see it, right? Yeah. Uh, but it's an active case and I'm okay. I'm fine with it, but everybody's leaving. What do you want me to do? You've got your mask on. I got my mask on, okay. dude. You know what I mean? So you're uh, fine. You're ready to do the work. Yeah. But everybody else doesn't want to do their part. You can't do your part without their part. That's right. Okay. They start pushing us to stay. Push it. Stay pushed. Stay pushed. Your companies. That's right. Okay. But you can't do your work without them. 100%. So now you expect me to go to battle and argue with other trades to stay here. It's not your responsibility. It's not. And who am I? to tell somebody to stay if they yes, don't want to because exactly. they're afraid exactly. because of this active case. Yes. I'm nobody. I can't tell them and I can't force them. But the way I was being treated, it was almost like if it was my fault, if it was almost like I did not want Just to get it done. do the job, get it done. I was with my partner, uh, a coworker, and we were both in the same boat where it's like, Oh, if you stay, I'll stay. Well, if you stay, I'll stay. I'm okay. Like, I mean, yeah, but unfortunately, there's nothing we can do, but we were both treated almost like if we were the ones that were walking away from the job. Mm. And I didn't find that right because now all of a sudden, and, 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 th and this all takes me somewhere, right? So all of a sudden, you're pushing me and you're pushing me and you're pushing me, right? You're telling me I need to wear a mask. So my warmer now was not sufficient enough. It needs to be a mask, Right? Okay, you no comply. Problem. No problem. Now you're pushing me to work where there's an active case. Now all of a sudden, fuck, why? It's my fault that these guys are leaving. There's nothing I can do if these guys are gone, right? So we ended up leaving. I mean, I called my health and safety guy. I said, listen, man, I just talked to the manager. They don't know what the fuck to do. They said, talk to you. I'm getting over here, man. What the fuck is it that you guys want me to do? There's nobody here. I can sit here and, you know, fuck the dog all day. I know, but health and safety and risk factors aside, because this isn't just putting in a plug. No, 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 no. You like, require these other trades 100%. to complete your scope. Yep. And so no electrician, no trade. If there is a complementing trade that requires to do certain things for you to get your things done. Yep. Don't ever feel obligated that you must put yourself in a risk situation. That's right. Just to comply with getting your score done. That's right. No and way. Don't argue with a trace person. Like, for instance, there's two things that I can think right off the top of my head where you need somebody else to be able to do your job. One, if you have to do any work with elevators and like elevator hoistways in particular per se, and hydro vaults. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I cannot get into the hydro vault to do any type of work that I need to do without hydro letting that's me in. That's a death trap right there. 100%. Like, that's... So, there's been times where I had to do fire alarm and hydro vaults. Everybody knows there's a heat detector in there. Uh, there'll be a pole station in there, a manual station yep. in there. Right? Yep. So, we need to service that. We need to I've test it. We need to replace rooms, it. I yeah. know. I know. That's the only time that you will hear electricity because of the humming. Right now, you're talking thirteen thousand volts. Like I don't like those thirteen thousand volts, bro. Like that thing, oof. I, I know she hums. 
Yeah. So don't argue with them. So now all of a sudden you want me to argue with an elevator mechanic, elevator tech, for him to stay? Who am I to argue with this guy? He's not, got a home, he's got a family, even if he doesn't, it's not my problem. Yeah. Now that's office politics, if you ask me. Have my office, call your office, exactly. let them figure it exactly. out. Not your responsibility. Right? So they were okay pushing me to do that. We did another building. Again, active case on the floor we're working on. Nobody told us. I didn't cry the blues. I didn't say anything about it. Now, remember, this is the beginning of COVID, so you're supposed to tell everybody if there's an active case, you know what I mean? And then you're not supposed to go uh, to that floor, for instance, if there's an active case and whatever, whatever. Nobody said nothing. We found out through the grapevine of tenants and the superintendent of the building. Mm -hmm. We're like, hey, how you been? Haven't seen you. Oh, fuck, I was, I was uh, positive because so-and-so on this floor. Like, oh, Oh, okay, got it. You know what I mean? So don't go to the floor. No, uh, hey, man, we kept going. We kept going. We kept going. We kept going, right? And the coworker that you were with, same attitude. Same, same attitude. No okay. problems. You know All what right. I mean? Let's go. Let's smash this. Let's get it done. Like, okay. I mean, it is what it is. You know what I mean? No problem. So we all went. We all did our job. And they pushed us. They pushed us. And they pushed us. And I'm like, okay, I get it. You know what I mean? You need to make money. The wheels need to keep turning. I get it. Again, you grow, I grow, right? Exactly. So fast forward, you know, say six months, a year, right? Like, I mean, COVID, fuck, man. What are we, two years, two and a half years, whatever it is. Then all of a sudden, fast forward to vaccines. Now. Vaccines. 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 Uh, uh, now it's almost like the beep, you know what I mean? You got to bleep that out now all of a sudden. By comes the vaccines, Okay. Again, there were no problems pushing me to do all these jobs during COVID, whether there's active cases or not. You know what I mean? We're a service-based company with a projects department, but we're a service-based. Yes. That was thrown into us. We had a big ice storm. People have fucking trees in front of their driveways, and we get a text message yeah. saying, we expect everybody in. We're a full-service company. I had coworkers come in that morning. They're like, what the fuck is up with that test, dude? I had a tree in front of my driveway and I got so scared when I got that text that I literally kind of drove around as much as I could, cut whatever I could and left it there to come to work because I thought that I might lose my job if I didn't because we're a service-driven company, mm -hmm. okay? Now, so no matter what, show up. Show up. Okay, no problem. Okay. You know what I mean? Fast forward to today, this COVID, you're pushing me to active cases. You know what I mean? We tell you this is an active case. Oh, well, uh, yeah, but they're in their apartment. Okay, cool. So it's, it's fine. Yeah, 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 it's fine. Okay, no problem. Sure. One guy is in Muskoka. The other guy is at home. And over the phone, it's very easy to say, go, go, go. Of course it is. Right? Okay, no problem. You're not there. That's right. No problem. I'll go. We all went, my coworkers, everybody. We kept working, not a problem. When the vaccines came around, things kept going downhill from there. So now imagine the morale of the company is already down because of the changes and the way they're changing. I feel that they were changing uh, way too quick and with too much lack of communication, right? Oh, we kind of put a, a suggestion box to kind of help morale come up 
right? Because they noticed as well, and they actually acknowledged that the morale was down. You know, we had, fuck, they said we were going to start having meetings to help morale. We had one meeting. They didn't like what they well, So they at least acknowledged that they, they did acknowledge it because I think they noticed the difference in people. Uh, what I like to call the old timers, the long timers. I have coworkers that have been there 25 years plus, yeah. right? They're still there, right? Great people, you know what I mean? But they've also seen the change. So now when you have these people come in and they're taking over the business, uh, they've always been in the business themselves, so they also seen the change in the people. Maybe they didn't notice the change in the business, but they noticed the difference in the people. And the people, but they didn't do anything about it. No, nah, they had a meeting so that way people can voice their opinion and say what they like, what they don't, and how we can improve or change things. But that only happened once, right? Did anybody uh, build a suggestion box? They did a suggestion box. They did, huh? They did. Did anybody fill up the suggestion box? People were getting scared. And this is how bad things started getting in regards to morale and how people were feeling with the changes and everything, that people were getting scared to put suggestions in the suggestion box because it might come back to bite you in the ass. And it's supposed to be anonymous and everything else. But the bigger problem with that is that you're giving that false sense of comfort to the employee when you put one of those and you don't fucking read them. And you don't do anything about it. So you put that on. Okay, they have a suggestion box. Okay, well, I don't like this. Guess what? How can I put a suggestion and things will change now? Doesn't happen. It's like it's a blowtorch is at the bottom of the That's right. suggestion box. That's right. <laughs> so they put it on and people get this, this false sense of comfort on how things might change, but then it doesn't. Were they just trying to make an effort? You know what? It was the wizard behind the curtain. I think so. Like, I mean, again, I was there for so long, and 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 trust me, I owe a lot to them. Uh, they gave you a lot, they and they gave me a lot. Career, yes. Uh, but at the same time, so did I. Yes. And I was loyal. You didn't drag your feet. I you did contributed, not. and you also were a part of building their business. That's right. I had, and I have to this day, great relations with other companies that we work with, third-party companies that we do verifications with. Uh, great relations with elevator companies. And uh, so I did a lot for them as well. So it was a give and take, give and take, and, you know, back and forth, and it was great. So, so was, let me ask you, what did it eventually get to the point where the, the younger generation was implementing a mandate of vaccines for yes. all employees? Yes. So they started doing that. Yes. And everybody has the right to agree or disagree with that, period. 100%. Right. I'm a big believer in pro-choice. Yes. Right? And, you know, people are like, oh, well, that only uh, goes towards this. And no. It goes to everything. It goes to everything. You're a human I'm, being. That's it. I'm sorry. It yes. goes to everything. Right? Uh, I'm not an anti-vaxxer, nor I'm a pro-vaccine. I'm pro-choice. Choice. Right? 100%. And... When they started implementing this, uh, they said, it's not mandatory at first. It's your choice. Okay, no problem, right? But then all of a sudden, it started becoming an issue. Everybody's getting pushed to do it. People don't want to do it. They're being forced to do it at the company, right? Uh, And things went down from there. 
right? Because I started getting pushed to it. I felt like I was being, and I'm sure there are a lot of people that have not gotten the vaccine. And again, nothing against with the nothing against the vaccine. You have the vaccine, you don't have the vaccine. I love you the same. It's your choice. I don't That's look at it. you differently. One hundred percent. Again, yes. I'm a hugger. Yes. You have the vaccine, I'm gonna hug you. Yes. You don't, I'm gonna hug Still you. Still same thing. I don't care. Yes. Right. Problem is that not everybody's like that. It's right? a shame. It's a real shame because the discrimination. That's what it became. Is unbelievable. Um, How many? It was you and a few others? Or? It was me and a few others. Okay. That we were like, we don't feel comfortable taking it. Uh, we want to wait. I'm not saying that I'm never going to take it. And I spoke to them about this. I sat down with them and I said, listen, I'm not saying that I'm not going to take it. Right? I just want to wait a little bit. I don't want to be rushed into it. I don't want to be pushed into it. I never like to be rushed into doing anything yes so let's just you know see what happens let's go with the flow okay pato no problem you know i get it uh you you're a big part of the company and you know uh you do a lot and you mean a lot and blah 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 blah. and it's like hey man you know what you don't need to do this it's all good man you know what i mean but the tune changed Quickly. The tune changed so fucking quick. It's unbelievable. And, and it's unbelievable how it changed with everybody within the company. You know what I mean? All of a sudden, people that I got along with and worked with for years found out that I was not vaccinated. And then all of a sudden, they're telling other guys going, I can't believe fucking Pato's not vaccinated. I, I, I was just fucking standing beside him. I wouldn't even, and it's like, are you kidding me I, right I'm laughing. now? I'm sorry, I just, I'm laughing because, yeah, we were not properly informed and just people reacted a certain way. Fear, the it, root of all evil. Yeah, and it was just wrong. And and now, and it's kind of good that it, COVID and that whole mindset pushed you finally to go on your own. Yeah. And now, since you've been on your own, I have yet to come across a client, even when, even when we were doing our, a job, a big job in the, the, the heat of COVID, out of all the trades, and there was plenty of day, days that all the trades were on site, only one trade, one trade was wearing a mask. And I remember specifically one day we were doing an inspection and the mm -hmm. building inspector showed up and he was walking through and he arrives with his mask, right? Halfway through the inspection, he's like breathing heavy and he's like getting mask weak. Mask off. And he's like, listen, would you guys mind if I, I go... Take off your fucking clothes. I don't give a shit, yeah. man. Like, it doesn't bother care. me, yeah. dude. Yeah. So it's up to you. You make the decision. I wasn't enforcing it. I was complying with the, the Ministry of Labor cleaning stations on each floor. That's right. I had the paper towels. I had the, I was complying with all that stuff, the new rules that they were implementing. But yeah. I was not forcing a single trade to do anything that I wanted to get them to do. Right. You do whatever. And everybody was still working side by side, arms touch. Every, there was no, yeah. we were all working. And that's and, and again that that's what I said. I was always pro-choice. I I'll never forget. I was at an Esso station, fueled up. They have the Timmys right there. There's across the street. There's a small little Tim Hortons shack that you just drive yeah, through. I know that's it. Yeah, yeah. Right. A guy walks into this fucking gas station. He starts losing his shit because he's not getting served at the Tim Hortons because he doesn't want to wear a mask. And he's losing it. And he then, I'm standing there. And he looks at me, oh, can you believe this? I go, listen. I go, I'm not riding this train with you, buddy. You know what I mean? Uh, if you don't want to wear your mask, I get it. Go to the drive-thru, bro. 
You don't have to wear your mask in your car. Go through the drive-thru. Simple as that. Get your coffee. Why are you coming in here to stir the pot? You know to come in here, you need to wear your mask. Yeah. Have some respect for everybody else. Yeah. Put it on, get your coffee, and fuck off. That's you know it. what I mean? You're just here to stir the, the pot, you know. Get your frustration out. And a lot of people were doing that. And I understand that, and I get it. But at the same time, although I didn't like the mask, although I wasn't going to get pushed into doing no vaccine, I still respect the fact Others wanted to do. Other wanted to. So when I walk into the gas station, guess what I do? As much as I hate it, I put on my mask. Yes, at right? the time. At the time. That's right. I get it. And I always said to people, I respect it. It's not any different than the sign. No shoes, no shirt. <laughs> well, no shoes, no shirt, no mask. Hey, you want to go in there. No service. That's right. <laughs> you put the shit on. If I want to go buy a pack of cigarettes right now, I need to put on this mask. Otherwise, I can't. I'm not going to go in there and fight with them. And I was trying to explain that to the company where it's like, hey, I'm not here to fight you, right? I'm here to work with you. And I'm hoping that considering how long I've been here, maybe you'll give me the same respect. But yeah. respect went out the, it went out the fucking door, window. Huh? Unbelievable. Brother, I tell you. It's a shame because I'm sure that they probably lost a few good employees. They did. And you went on your own. And I, I mean, am I fair to say in the year that you've been running on your own, have you come across a client or a situation that has forced you or asked you or questioned you regarding no. No. masks or vaccines or no. anything? No, no. it hasn't. No. The conversation is slowly disappearing. Even when I was still working at my old company, I never got asked for proof of vaccine. I never got asked to even put on the mask. We would just put it on because, hey, I'm wearing the company shirt. So yeah. I have respect. You're a representative. That's right. Yes. I have respect and, you know, uh, I'm the face of it here. So I am kind of, you know, I'm not going to go there all ripped jeans and No, it's dirty a representative. Clothes. No, I'm going to go there. It's important. And be nice. The van has to look a certain way. You have to look. And you're, you're taking those same lessons and that same attitude to your own personal business. 100%. And your employee, you're probably going to have a conversation. If not, they're going to step up on, on their own and show up that way. That's right. So that you don't even have to have that conversation at that point. I like to think that I have an apprentice. He's, he's learning fast. Hey, a great kid. Uh... And I like the kid that I met, right? That's right. Yeah, that's right. What was his name again? Tyler. Tyler. Shout it. out Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a he's great, a good kid. He's yeah. a good kid. Yeah. I respect him a lot. He's learning a lot. He's eager to learn. And uh, there's a lot of things I don't have to tell him because he's. Uh, I go by example, and he looks and he picks it up. He says he does it this way, and he does the same thing. And that's what you should do, right? If you're going to lead a team, you lead by example, bro. That's it. And that's what I mean when I say I'll never get you to do something that I wouldn't do, right? And nothing is beneath you. No. You'll go do the smallest task, the bullshit tasks. 100%. The tasks, whatever. That's you'll, it. It's, that's, how, that's how you're running your business, man. That's right. So me being the face of the company at the time, yes, I'm putting on my mask and everything else. I'm not arguing with people. And this is why I'm trying to tell them. It's not that I'm against it because let's... Rewind to those days, there was a big thing where, oh, anti-vaxxers and this and that. And I always said, it's pro-choice for me. It's a choice. And I never said that I wasn't going to. I said that I'm not ready. Well, they started pushing me. They started pushing me. The other guys that were also on the same boat as me went and cut it because they felt like they had no choice. Truly, they, they said, what the fuck was I supposed to do? Because now it came to the point where it wasn't being asked anymore. 
we were being told to do it to do it or you know your risk of termination you're gone so i said i go okay i'll go i'll tell you what i go let me go see my doctor and see what he thinks because again i don't feel ready i feel like i should wait but let me go see my doctor and see if he gives me the green light right if i get the green light no problem let's see what happens right again i'm not arguing it and i'm not stirring the pot as my right yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day just like you're right and everybody else is right right to choose to inform yourself and to inform yourself yeah at this point my anxiety levels brother i tell you uh anxiety uh they were pressuring you they were pressuring me hard and not just the pressure but also the discrimination i started feeling not only from the office but from coworkers mm. right not all the coworkers again i work with some great people but some of them it was just which i call plain ignorance you know what i mean like i'm sorry but uh it got to a point where i even talked to our health and safety guy and i said oh, listen let me ask you something i go do you truly believe that the government does not lie to you <laughs> and that maybe every government lies ah, that's a fact i don't give a shit the minute they looked at me and said no they don't lie why what they i said we are done talking <laughs> because now you're telling me that you're so close-minded that you think that the government doesn't lie and you know it was a general question that i asked them like we weren't arguing back and forth in regards to vaccine or anything i just legit asked you don't think the government lies to you no no why would they blah, blah, you know blah, what blah. in any other climate that question and that conversation would be honestly answered and discussed that's right right that's right any other like you can yeah whatever clinton cheating on his wife and like that was a lie there's so many lies like government yeah. has to lie because their their mentality is that the truth you guys don't know what to do with the truth that's right that's we're right. too afraid of what you do with the truth that's right you're not going to be able to handle it yeah right and <laughs> uh once he said that I was like, okay, you know what? We can have you a already conversation. Knew where I already know yeah. where this is going. You're yeah. too close-minded. You can't open up your mind to anything else, right? You're just like this. And I remember saying, I go, listen, it's fear. I go, you got to remember, you know, they, want, they, they put the fear in you through the mainstream media so that way they can control you. Oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. I go, listen, you call me whatever you want. At the end of the day, we all are entitled to think and believe what I want and what for we want. ourselves. I respect what you think, so why do you not respect what I yeah, think? It's as simple as so that. now all of a sudden, here I am, stressed as fuck. I haven't had worry a worry about your future. Worry about my future. I haven't stopped working because you know I'm essential. Remember, they're pushing me to do all these jobs, right? And I went and I did it. No holidays, no vacation. Wow. No days off because obviously I couldn't go anywhere either. Even if I wanted to take a yeah. week vacation, I couldn't. We were stuck here. We were all stuck here. We're all in the same boat, right? So I'm feeling overworked. Now I'm stressed. Now you're pushing me. I'm feeling the discrimination from people. It's unbelievable the way they look at you. 
You know what I mean? All of a sudden, it's like everybody's running to get vaccinated. And because you just want to wait and inform and learn a little bit more, perhaps nothing wrong with, you know, talking to your doctor about it. But all of a sudden, I'm a bad guy. All of a sudden, you know, I have the cooties. Like, every, know, you know, don't talk to them. And it was just so <sighs> stupid. One last segment here, mm-hmm. Pato. Green Book Talk. No worker can connect, modify, or maintain electrical equipment or installations unless they are certified construction or domestic electrician. That's true. That's true. Exception. Any worker can insert or remove an, an attached plug, attachment plug cap on the cord of an electrical equipment tool into from a convenience receptacle. So you're plugging in a core? Yeah, anybody can do that. No, you're, atta- <laughs> you're removing the attachment plug cap. Oh, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. No. No. No, no, no. no one must, uh, <laughs> no one must the, the certified electrician and the project supervisor can enter a room with exposed energized electrical parts. Yeah, you need to be licensed and you need to be with that. You're the only one that can actually walk into that room if there's exposed contacts. That's right. And in some places, they actually, you have to do a sign-in, sign-out sheet. Yes. Uh, keep the records. So the finished carpenter can't just be whistling no. and just walk right in there. No. <laughs> no. No, no one must, uh, the certified electrician, no, okay, so no one must, the certified electrician and the project supervisor can enter a room with exposed energizer. Yeah, that's what we just talked about. Yeah. So electrical equipment installations and conductors that are not being used must be removed or disconnected, de-energized, tagged, and grounded, and locked out. Yep. So basically, you can't leave your panel with open slots. You, no. can't, you, you can't leave an exposed plug, wire. You can't do any of that. That's your responsibility as an electrician. 100%. Objects must be kept a certain distance from energized overhead electrical conductors, three meters from a conductor of 150,000 one, 150, volts. Mm. Three meters for 150,000 It seems a lot, but uh, believe it or not, electricity jumps. Really? Uh? Yeah. Electricity could jump. 4.5 meters from a conductor of 150,000 to 250,000 volts. Six meters. I just seen it like the distances seem so short. They do, but I mean, at that point, you're talking some of the towers. Yeah. So you got nothing above them. You know what I mean? You got, and at that point, you can't have anything close to it either. Again, wow. once you get to the high, high That's voltage, it's a good jump, man. I don't, I don't do electrical. Yeah. I don't like electrical. <laughs> <laughs> Pato, so P squared Inc. Electrical contracting, and it's P squared electric at gmail.com. And on Instagram is Pato the electrician, and also P squared square. Yeah, P square. Squ- square electric. Yeah. Um, so I love that you shared so much. And I mean, I just, like, listen, like COVID is COVID. It's. It's your opinion. It is, I've never, it's no different than your religious beliefs, your sexual orientation. It is what it is. Skin. I don't judge you on anything. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I judge you on how you treat me or people I care about in my 100%, circle. 100%, brother. That's, that's how period. I feel. Period. I don't give a and shit. And it was sad. It was sad that uh, the fear that took over people. Uh, How's the business running now? There. What do you know of, I guess? As far as I know, it's still up and down. Some people have left still. Uh, some people uh, are there just to collect a paycheck, unfortunately. And it's sad when it gets to a point where you're going somewhere just to collect a paycheck. It's soulless. Exactly. And that's, again, it brings us back to the fear of starting your own because the same soulless where you're just there to collect a paycheck, now that is building up on your fear on leaving, right? But as far as I know, it's, it's still being 
It's not the same. But here's the best situation or best outcome from that situation. You learned so much on how to run your business now. That's right, 100%. And I give the company credit. I did so much. You got to remember, I did, again, you know, not to keep repeating it, but I did fire alarm. Uh, obviously, your typical 120-volt electrical system, distribution, lighting, uh 347, 600 volts, ATS, generators. You, know you I mean? literally Fire threw yourself panels. in all of that for I, two decades, and you're still learning. And I'm still learning, yes. and I went and I went to learn that, and I wanted to learn that. There's some people that are like, happy just running conduit. Hey, man, if that's your thing, go ahead. You know what Good. I mean? I run the conduit. Now what else can I do? And I kept evolving, and I kept growing. And now when it comes to my own business, I feel like I can bring so much to the table because of the knowledge that I've gathered throughout the years because I was not afraid to get in there, get my hands dirty, jump both feet in. Learn. Right? And learn. And stay humble the whole time. Stay humble. I worked with an old Polish guy, uh, a quiet guy, heavy accent. A lot of people didn't really like him. Because, Dobrze. Dobrze? No. Uh, Dob I can't remember. We swear in every language. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. So it was it was hard to work with them, and a lot of people were knocking. Me, on the other hand, I'll be honest with you, I loved working with them because he was so fucking knowledgeable. Mm. It was unreal it because was, he's thrown himself into those situations. Dude, my learn. man lived in Poland. He lived in Italy, and then he came here. Right, and I will never forget. I remember saying, "Hey, so uh, why'd you live Italy, bro? Like I understand Poland, a lot of shit was going on. I get it, but why Italy, man? It's so nice, you know what I mean? The food and everything." He was, "Oh, a woman, like woman. Uh, what do you mean?" I, I guess he hooked up with his friend's <laughs> sister. And I'm like, no. I go, and so there, what happened? And there was a, there's a bounty on trouble. it. Goes, <laughs> there's a bounty on trouble. his head, man. I'm like, oh, shit. I go, okay, so now you're here. And we always crack jokes because we're like, oh, he's a spy. Or he's this or he's that. You know what I mean? Because he... Never he's really, hiding, man. Never really talked too much, right? <laughs> he's hiding. As far as they know, back in Italy, he's not alive ah, anymore. Ah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. He's, you know, <laughs> part of fucking a building downtown somewhere, right? Uh, that's funny. But I loved working with them because although he was stubborn, first of all, you know what I mean? Polish people, they're very neat. Yes. And they're very particular. Yes. Right? Which you got to love. But sometimes... Hey man, fuck, we gotta go, bro. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Boogie, move. Let's go. Let's go. But what an amazing electrician. Hard to work with, but an amazing electrician. Again, comes back to the tools, for instance. My man will come, will get a part in a box. He'll take the box. I keep, I keep, keep it. I don't care. Go ahead, have it. You know, I was just gonna throw out the box. It's a fucking cardboard box. My man comes in the next day with tools in a box, bro. My man didn't have a bag. Then have a pouch. They may do, man. He'll come in. I'm like, okay, we got to do this, this, and that. Okay. Comes in. His little box opens. it. has got all his shit in there. I had an old beat up meter. But that man with that meter will put anybody to shame yeah. with the latest fluke. Yeah. Right? So I learned a lot from him. It was unbelievable how much I learned from him. Right? So I take that now into my business and... There's so much I can do, right? And people look at me like, wow, fuck, you look pretty young. Well, thanks. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> I drink a lot of water, but I'm not young, and I have been doing this for a long time. And I have done a lot. And that's why, uh, although I feel 
deep in my heart that the company did me wrong. I agree. I'm still humble enough to appreciate the years that what I was gave, there yeah, and what, what they, they gave, gave me. Yes. You know what I mean? Uh, I feel they did me wrong because at the end of the day, when it came down to the vaccine, I'm having anxieties and everything. I went to see my doctor. I had a heart issue all of a sudden. Holy cow. You know what I mean? I had to wear a fucking monitor for a week. There was some irregular, irregularities in it. Uh, I'm good now. No worries. You know what I mean? So but I can you come. you were taken to that point. Though. But I was taken to that point due to stress. When I talked to the doctor, I'm like, hey, man, like, what the fuck, bro? Like, I mean, yes, I'm a on? smoker and yeah, it's yeah. my vice and it's bad and I know, whatever. But other than that, I like to work out. I go for walks. You know what I mean? I hit the spinning bike. I like to think that I'm healthy enough that what the fuck is wrong with the tick? Why is stress. Stress. 100% Kills stress. you, man. And you know what I mean? Anxiety, right? Because I was being forced and pushed into this. So the doctor kissed me a letter. I have everything documented. Yeah. Not that I'm going after them. And they're not coming after me for anything either. Yeah, yeah. We left in good, I will say somewhat good terms. and Professional terms. Professional terms. I didn't tell them to fuck off. They didn't tell me to fuck off. That's as so, professional as it's going to get. <laughs> so it. it was professional, right? Yes, yes. Uh, but I give them a note. They said, okay, no vaccine. My manager calls me. So this is the project's manager, not the general manager. Okay. The project's manager calls me on a Thursday saying, I think you're getting laid off tomorrow. Uh-oh. And I'm like, what? He's like. So you present a letter from your doctor with an assessment about your health. And now there's a threat of being let go. And I, and I said, I go, I go, hey, man. I go, you know what? It is what it is. I get it. No hard feelings. They need to know, they need to do what they got to do, but I need to do what I need to do myself yeah. as well. And yeah. I need to look after myself, of right? Course. My health. I go, the way the morale is in the company, the way things have been transitioning in the company and changing, I became a number. I'm no longer, hey, Pato, what's going on? And How are you? How are you doing? You're, no, you're I became number, a number man. now. Yeah. That number on my pay stub, that's who I am now. I'm not the name on the paycheck anymore. Right? So I said, I get it. They need to do what they need to do. And I understand it. But I also need to look after myself because if anything happens to me, I'm replaceable. It doesn't matter if I can program your fire alarm panel. It doesn't matter if I can do all this other shit that I do for you guys. You're replaceable the very next day. Very next day. That's it. Plain and fucking simple, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's just part of business. Yes. And I get it. Right? Again, I got both feet on the ground, man. So I said to him, no hard feelings. I appreciate the heads up, though, because now I can prep myself. So what did I do? I lit up a smoke. I'm like, fuck. That to the wife. I go, you know what? I think it's happening. I think it's happening. She's like, really, really, really? I'm like, yeah. So fuck it. It's what it is. I made a coffee. I had a smoke. And I started cleaning out my truck. Right? And I literally just left the tools that they supply. Because obviously, you work for an electrical contracting company. They supply they you supply with stuff. certain stuff. So I just left their stuff there. And I brought my hand tools, but literally just my hand tools, all my Milwaukee stuff. I left at home. Uh, I figure, you know what? If it doesn't happen and if I have to turn a screw by hand, so fucking be it. I did that at the beginning. I can do it now. I left everything, just my hand tools, just in case if they send me somewhere, 
I'm not going to be like, oh, well, I thought I was getting laid off, so I left my hand tools. No, that's not right. So I brought my hand tools. Get there in the morning. My, pro my projects managers. He's a super nice guy. He's been a mentor to me uh, for years. Uh, I love the guy. We became friends outside of work as well. Great guy. Good. Uh, so if you do hear this, nothing against you, brother. You know who you are. Uh, he flat out looked at me and he said, I can't be here for this, bro. We hug it out and he went out and he left. I'm like, okay, you know what? I get it, bro. You know what? It's, it's tough. We worked together for years. And again, we became friends outside of work as well. Uh, it's a different family. You have your family at home and then you have your work family, course, right? Yes. So that was also making it tough. Tough of the fact, too, that, again, the whole fear thing. I'm comfortable here. I've been here for years. What the fuck am I going to do? This is all I know, per se, right? Which is not true. I've always worked outside of work, right? Weekend warrior. Uh, and I was getting tired of being a weekend warrior. You know what I mean? There's only so much you can do. But either way, uh, I'm sitting in the office there. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. I'm like. You're waiting for your roll call, like the job? I'm, yeah, like I'm literally, I even said to my project manager, okay, so what's the deal, bro? He goes, I have no idea, man. But I, 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 I go, I don't know. And I got to go to a meeting and, I, and I, I can't be here for this. And I'm like, okay, I get it, bro. Do this. We'll talk, right? Okay, cool. He leaves. So now project manager's gone. I'm just sitting in the office and I'm literally just sitting there because I am not in the schedule. So I'm like, okay, well, fuck, man, it is happening because I'm not on the schedule. I'm not going anywhere. I have no work orders in my box. So I'll sit here, do, 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 do. I'm doing one of these. I go out for a smoke. I'll go out for a smoke. Come back in. I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there. Now, in the construction department, projects pro department, we start at seven. Then the service department starts at eight. Service department boys started coming in and started rolling in. So I'm like, holy fuck, man. I go, this. Uh, you know, I see the guy come in. I'm like, hey, you shit the bed today? Like, what do you mean? I go, you're here early. No, he wasn't here early. It was already 10 to 8. I'm like, holy. So you've been waiting a while. So I'm now. sitting here waiting a while. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? By 8 o'clock, I said, okay, you know what, man? I've been sitting here for an hour doing absolutely nothing. And now I'm feeling guilty because, again, I'm a company man at the same time. Yes, I kind of fight for my rights and I kind of say, hey, whatever, whatever. But, again, nothing against the company. And I get it. Both feet on the ground. Now I've been sitting here for an hour. Now I'm feeling guilty. Nobody's come up to you. Nobody's spoken. Nobody's come up to me. Nobody said nothing. And I'm feeling fucking guilty because I haven't worked for an hour. Yeah. Like You're on the clock. And holy you crap. Work. You know what I mean? Any other guy will be like, ah, fuck, I'll go have another smoke. I'll go hide in the shitter for another half an hour. You know what I mean? No, I'm feeling guilty. And I'm like, hey, man, I've been sitting here for an hour. I'm getting paid. I haven't done anything. Get me out there. You know what I mean? I need to go out there. Nobody said nothing. So eventually what I did, no, that's right. Nobody came to talk to me. A15 now. Wow. That again, is a family run business, right? Yeah. So one of the family members, we'll call it, comes, does a, leans over the door in the office where I'm sitting and he says, are you ready? For? I gave him that look. Sure. Okay. Like, what's up? I'm not going to say it, right? Like, I mean, in all reality, I don't, supposedly, I don't even know that I'm getting laid off, right? It was told to you in secret. It was told to me in secret as a heads up out of courtesy. Yes. Again, 
great relationship with them, right? So, uh, so I'm like, what's up? He goes, okay, well, uh, we'll start with uh, just bring your truck around the back and bring it in and bring it inside. I'm like, okay, again, I know nothing. So when I'm bringing the truck in, oh, how are you doing? Oh, I don't know. I guess my truck inspection, maybe. I, I don't fucking know. I was told to bring the truck in. So. In 20 years, you've never been asked to bring your truck around the back. Never, bro. We've okay. had uh, truck inspections because it's part of the health and safety. Yes. Right? So, But they do that outside. And they're like, they okay. come to the truck. That's right. And they do their walk around, look at your uh, first aid kit, blah, 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 blah. Right? So I'm like, okay, cool. I'll bring the truck in. See where this goes, right? That right there, I think it was uh, put the nail on the coffin for me because I've been there for so long that I've seen people get fired. It happens, right? So when they get fired, bring your truck in, start emptying the truck, they go through the inventory. The guy that does it makes you feel like a piece of shit. Because of his attitude. Yeah. Right? Uh, you have no longer any value towards the company anymore. That's right. That's right. And he happens to be great of that because he has that attitude. You know what I mean? And then when you say something, it's like, oh, that's how he is. I go, yeah, but that's wrong. You don't treat people like that. You don't talk to people like that. You don't look down at people like that. But he's one of those guys. There's those type of people. And he's just one of those guys. And that, he's good at it. And so. he's good at it. That's why, hey. Great part, buddy. This is your part. I get it. You know what I mean? Because he's demeaning. He's this, he's this, he's that. So all of a sudden, I feel like I'm being treated like if I'm like a fucking criminal. Yeah. This guy is emptying my, oh, where's this? Where's this? Where's that? And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. And I'm thinking to my head, in my head thinking, hold on. I'm being laid off here. Like, I mean, why are we doing this? You only do this when you fire people. So why are you doing this? Right? When you go to school for trade school, you don't even do that. No. You take your truck because at the end of the day, let's face it, they have a lot of vehicles and they don't have the room to park it. So if you can keep it at home for them, it's even better. Free parking, free storage, right? Uh, so they don't even do that. But now all of a sudden you're taking my truck and you're taking everything. I had a hammer drill, which in the case is just so fucking big, that case, right? that I give it to the shop guy to store. And I'll keep the drill in my bag. I find it easier to carry one bag than, the big case. than a bag and a case and this yes. and that. Yes. And I said to him, where's the case? He's like, where's the case? I go, oh, uh, the shop guy has it. Can you get it? I turned to the side and the shop guy literally is right there. And I looked at the shop guy I'm like, you serious? He goes, yeah. Well, well, you heard him, bro. Well, can, we, can, can you do me a favor? Can you get the fucking case, please? <laughs> he's like, okay, no problem. And, he, and he's looking like, I'm right here. You could have just said, you have the case. Can you get it, please? So exactly. We but no, to me, directed at me, the way he said it and the way he did everything. The way to position you. I was just like, you know what, man? Like, are you fucking kidding me? This is what I get for all these years of service. Yes, you kept me employed, but you kept me employed for a reason. Yes, you paid me good money. For a reason. But you've also been there for that long for a reason, if not several reasons. That's right. So don't I deserve the same respect 100% that I'm you giving do. you? Of course So you I'm do. sitting there going, okay, okay. 
here we go. Here we go. And in my head, you know, the heart's going like this. Of course. I've never been laid off. Of course. Right? I've Fear, never been laid man. off. I've You're never worried. been fired. Yes. I, I got a family. I got a mortgage. Home. I, oh, yes. fuck. Here we go. You're panicking. Of course. Right? Man. Everybody says, oh, you're an electrician. You always kind of have work. Bro, you got to find the work. Right? So. It doesn't fall in your lap, man. It's not as easy. So there I am sitting, shitting my pants. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm starting to get a little bit better. I'm like, what the fuck? Fuck you, man. Like, I feel like I literally feel like saying, you know what? Why don't you shove this up your ass? I'm out. Fuck you. But no, I kept cool. Didn't say nothing, right? He empties the truck. Now I had a few little personal things, you know what I mean? So now I'm sitting there literally like this with my shit, right? We go to the front because, hey, Front door in, front door out, I guess, right? Wow. The front. And then we're just literally just kind of sitting there. He's not telling me I'm laid off. He's not saying absolutely nothing. Nothing, nothing about termination. Nothing, bro, nothing. nothing. So I'm sitting there going, what the fuck? Then we go to the uh, service department and we go up to the manager. And here I am like a fucking idiot following him around with all my shit on my arms like this, right? Feeling like... Some kind of guy. Like, that feeling, I don't wish upon anybody. Yeah, yeah. It's brutal. Yeah. And that's why I sang the song that I sang. Because sometimes I felt so alone, yeah. it was unreal. Right? And I'm like, holy fuck. So we go to him, and then he's like, hey, uh, so-and-so, uh, what are we doing about Pato? You're there? And I'm, and I'm there, holding my shit like this. They're having a conversation about what you're going to do about you, and you're there? And I'm literally legit sitting wow. there with all my shit here like this, right? And he looks at me, he goes, what do you mean? Oh, well, uh, we're going to get him an Uber? And, then he, and, I'm, and in my head, I'm thinking, this motherfucker, you don't give me an Uber, bro? I got to set this building on fire after 20 years? Yes, I'm like, yes. are you kidding me? Yes. But I'm, I'm still nothing but smiles, bro. Legit nothing but smiles still. Right, I'm not gonna let them get at you, get at me, and see that they made me scared. I'm not gonna make them see my anxiety levels going like this out of whack. You know what I mean? And that fear, and you know that anger, and everything else. No, you're not gonna get the best out of me, brother. You know what I mean? I'm still gonna be me. I'll cry on my way home. Yes, but right here, you right ain't now, seeing it. you're not seeing it. All smiles, jokes, laughing, whatever. All good. So, yeah, they kind of give me an Uber. Like, okay, cool. Back to the front. They called an Uber. Again, I'm still fucking sitting like this. The receptionist lady, the front desk uh, girl, right? Family member. Family run business, right? She says, do you want a bag for that? And I was like, yeah, you know what? That would be great, man. My arms are a little tired, right? Hey, cracking jokes, trying to make the course, best out of it. Course. She gets me a bag. And is that... It's so hard to explain how where's that the, where's made the loss me of feel. Human connection. You there. know what I mean? Here we're supposed to be a team. Yes. Right? We're supposed to be building up morale. Uh, I'm supposed to be, you know, a crucial part of the team. Yeah. Right? But yeah, this is how you're treating me. Just because my doctor said that we can't wait for the vaccine until we get results back from the ticker. Because I went did the heart thing, the heart monitor, run on the treadmill, walked around for a week with that fucking thing. So they're waiting on results. And you have a doctor's note they here. Don't, they don't care. But yeah, this is how you're treating me. And I'm like, okay, 
I can't explain how that feel. And I got my bag and I'm still waiting there. And then I thought to myself, the general manager, the one that made this decision, still sitting in her office. Hasn't come to you? I haven't even seen her at all. I took it upon myself to go there, give her a little knock on the door. I lean my head. I'm like, oh, uh, I have a few minutes. She's like, yeah, hey, 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 hi. I'm like, I go, listen. I go, uh, I just wanted to let you know that I totally understand. And I wanted to let you know that there's no hard feelings. Uh, I go, I, I get it. Uh, if you tell me there's nowhere that I can work without a vaccine right now, with my doctor's note, I get it. Your hands are tight. No hard feelings. It's a shitty situation for everybody. I understand. It's all good. She's like, yeah, uh, oh, okay. Uh, thank you for understanding. Uh, and, and hopefully we'll see you soon uh, back. You know, hurry up and come back. And I'm like, yeah, hopefully. Like, I mean, I'm still going through, you know, the doctor and whatnot. But hopefully once it gets me the green light, you know what I mean? Hey, uh, all good. I'm the one that approached her. I know. Why are they so afraid to have a conversation with I you? I don't understand. I don't get it. She says she will email me my record of employment. Are they worried about, I guess, legal repercussions? Like, are they worried about... I don't even think so, bro. I think at the end of the day... Uh, they just didn't want to confront it. A fucking coward, bro. That's all it is. Look at me in my face. That's all it Look was. Look at me in my face. That's all it was. And, and men up, woman up, step up to the plate. This is your job. You know what? Certain things come with certain jobs. Yes. You know what I mean? If you're a general manager, you will have to lay off people at some point. You will have to fire some. You need to step up to the play and play the role if that's what your role is, right? So, But in your own business starting it, you already took all those lessons. You're like, I'm never going to treat another human being nah, this way. Bro. I don't give a it's shit what the situation is. I'm never going to treat another human being like this, especially yes. a valued employee of that length yeah and also the word that employee contributed to the growth of our business 100 percent. so why we grew hell? together yeah so we why grew you, together you don't treat another trade or person that has given so much that's right i was there when they moved shops you know what i mean i was there when the company legit grew from this many employees to this many you know i've trained so many apprentices and this place is unreal but yeah you can't even do that so in my head, I'm thinking, if I didn't go into your office, you wouldn't even have come to me. No, you would me. never have spoken. And then I just would have gotten an email with my record of employment this and all whatever. Bullshit. And it's just more disconnect at that point, right? That's right. So Uber comes. I jump in the Uber. I call the wife and I'm like, well, I'm in a mover. She's like, no. I'm like, yeah. So I guess I'll see you home. Uh, at the time, she was a dental assistant. So she was already at home because all the dental that offices all closed. Shut down too. So now we're like, now what? Wow. Thankfully, I was able to still work because, again, being a working warrior, I had jobs lined up for the weekend, which I was able to do during the week now and, and keep busy. For the most part, it wasn't so much the money. Just it was stay to busy. keep busy. Keep your insanity. Right? That, that's it. That's all. That's what it was because the way they made me feel, bro. Um, and, I mean, let's face it, also for the money. Because to my surprise, when I got the record of employment, it just said, uh, leave. And I'm like, wait a minute, man. What do you uh, mean leave? What do you mean leave? I go, this is, this is like a, like a leave of absence. I go, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but a leave of absence is you saying, Hey, I need some time. 
whatever reason, you're out, right? And you take whatever leave. So you can take a leave of absence. I mean, legally, you know, you can take up to three months, I believe, even for mental health leave of absence if you want to, but that's on you, Yes. right? This was not on me, right? And although they said, I leave, uh, she's like, I'm not sure how I'm going to put it uh, because it's due to the vaccine. So you're refusing, so therefore you're refusing work. I heard from the great mind that she actually went as far as saying, anybody that does not come and bring me this vaccine proof are fired. So they because they are quitting yes. by not doing what I'm doing. So, okay, you know what? Get off your fucking high horse. Let the power trip at it's, home. It's the conversation with their legal. And have That's all it talk. was. I know. Right? Uh, so in my head, you know, I'm like, okay, wait a minute, man. I didn't take a leave of absence. This is a medical leave. I mm -hmm. have a doctor's note that says, because of my anxiety, because of my stress levels, and because of my heart condition that we're going through all the tests that we're doing. It's affecting your health. It's affecting my health. So therefore, not only can I not work, but also I cannot take the vaccine. You're better off, Pato, just to do what you did, as scary as it was, wife at home, you're in an Uber. That's a scary moment in anybody's yeah. life. Yeah. And the uncertainty ahead of it. Yeah. But look at you now a year later. Here I am, brother. On your own and <sighs> a, an excellent apprentice working with you, possibly bringing on more, yep. hustling your own jobs, you yep. know, building your network. So it's like you're reinventing yourself after so many, like, more than two decades of it of inventing yourself you reinvent and that's going to happen to every tradesperson that's right that's and right. you should embrace it it's going to be you're going to be in the suck for yeah. a little bit yeah and it's going to they're going to make you feel like shit you're going to feel like shit you're going to be disappointed I've, I've given so much to this industry yeah i've given so much to my craft and now i'm being taken yeah for a ride that i don't want to go for but i honestly believe that there's some other opportunities ahead 100 and this just have is, to go find them man and, and this is where we circle back to when i said that i was losing the law for the trade yeah and, and i would lose it too man and i found it was like a rebirth for me yeah and i found and i uh, i found the love that i had for it right and i was losing it because of the morale the way things were going in the business uh, and the company that i worked at and the way I say I got pushed out pretty much just because I did not fit into their agenda at the time. They wanted, I, I, I get it. You know what? I understand the 100%. You want to be able to say we're a fully vaccinated service company. Hey, man, I get it. Your business, your company, who am I to argue with how you do things, exactly. right? I respect it. But here's a loyal employee for so many years, and you pretty much... Uh, uh, discriminated against me and now I feel like I'm being pushed out. You cannot fire me, so you're not going to fire me because then, A, you have to give me a shitload of fucking money because of the years that I've been there yeah. and B, you don't know if I can take legal action against you or not, right? Uh, so you're not going to fire me, so what's the best, next best thing? You push me out, you poke, you poke, you do all these things and to I leave on my own and you know what got home talked to the wife super supportive uh she's got my back she's my rock uh she's uh literally my 
foundation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, and it was hard. It was hard because we had those conversations. There was fear. There was tears. There was yelling. Uh, the mixed emotions. You know what I mean? Uh, it was tough. But I, I made the decision and I resigned. You made the right decision and they made the wrong decision. You know what? Uh, I always say to people, because some people will be like, uh, they're lost. You know what? They already fucking forgot about me, bro. No, they, you I'm already just been a replaced. number, You've 100%, right? I go, I was off literally for about three, four months, not one phone call. How you Follow doing? Follow up, nothing. How you feeling? Wow. Nothing. The only thing I got was text messages. When you coming back? Are you coming back? Are you, uh, you know what I mean? I heard from the grapevine that there was somebody that was unvaccinated at the company that was still getting work. That was still doing service work. So in my head, I'm thinking, okay, so you know what? You stirred the pot a little bit. You're a marked man. But people, don't let that hold you back from speaking what you feel. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't do that. Some people are so afraid to speak up because they're going to stare at the pot and then you're going to be marked. And it's like, you know what? Maybe you won't be. Why don't you give them the benefit of the doubt? Well, I did. I gave them the benefit of oh, the doubt. You gave them enough, man. And Plenty. I was all smiles. I was all on board. You know what I mean? And at the end, I said, you know what? This is it. Maybe, you know, uh, I, I, I took it as a blessing in disguise. And I said, this is the push that I needed. This is something that I wanted to do for a while, you know. Uh, and I've always thought about it. Uh, was I losing sight of that vision? Yes, 100%. Because I was getting too comfortable over here. And that comfort turned to fear. You know what I mean? And it's a camouflage fear because at the end of the day, you know what I mean? It's just a fucking excuse not to go out on your own. You know what I mean? And that's why they call it's it. It's hard for us, Pato, to not see that. I know. It is really hard. Like when you're there, it's hard to yeah. see that. Yeah. And it took this yeah. for me to take that yeah. leap of faith. And that's why I say I took it as a blessing in disguise. And uh, I ended up resigning. I wrote a very nice letter and I, and I said, I go, unfortunately, uh, I would love to have this conversation in person. Uh, I feel that you deserve that. I respect you guys enough that I feel that you deserve this to be face to face. You're being professional, man. But unfortunately, I'm following your guidelines and your rules. And due to COVID and me not being vaccinated, I can come in here and have this conversation with you. So unfortunately, it's so impersonal that I'm sending you this email. But I'm playing by your own rules, you know, bro. Here's the right? sad part is that eventually there's going to revert right back to wanting to hire more people. And it's not going to be a question on the interview process. That's right. It's just going to be more about what kind of electrician are you? Yeah. What can you do and how yeah. can you help us build our business? Yeah. And I, they're not the only business and you're not the only employee or well, tradesperson that, that has gone through it. that, right? And, and it's one of those things that um, it, it, for me, it hurt. And the emotional of course, of course. Uh, roller coaster I went through was hard because I always thought of, okay, I got all the tickets in my pocket, right? So when you send me to do a service call for you, now I can take care of the electrical. I can take care of your fire alarm, right? Uh, and sprinkler. Now I'm not fucking around with the pipes or anything because I can't do that. I'm not a pipe fitter, 
but the switches and everything else that's not tied onto i got you yeah right so three things one man that's value who's winning yeah right that's, that's value now you can't do that anymore right so in my head i'm thinking huh. but now bro the reality of things is that at the end of the day when you work for a bigger outfit, you just become a number, a number and you're replaceable regardless of how long you've been there. Do you think every electrician that gets into the business eventually works their way to go on their own? Or I, I'm assuming more than less. I think I think uh, less, less of them want to just stay in the business and be a number. You know what? It's, I, I'll, to put a number on it, to be honest with you, and I thought about this because again, I've been, you know what I mean? I will say it's an 80-20 split, man. 80% stay. Four. Stay. Yes, sir. 80% will stay. That's the way I see it. The comfort. The comfort, the study paycheck. They don't have to go look for it. They don't have to worry about it. Nothing. Think about it. Regardless of what type of person you are, male or female, regardless of what it is that you do on your off hours, all you have to do is show up at a certain time, get through the day and go home, and you're getting paid every two weeks, every week, However, like your pay structure is. That's it. That's it. Done. So people get comfortable with that and they're okay with that. Right? You gotta remember a big outfit. You got your sales team, you got your managers, you got your project managers, you got your shop guys, you know what I mean? You got your buyers, you got everybody for you. All you have to do is show up, you work order, go to work. Oh, you have a lot easier, man. Where's my material? Oh, right here. Cool. Can you put it in my truck? No so problem. It's a lot easier. And you off. I know. The other 20% are the ones that take the leap of faith, right? And now I'm my own salesman. I'm my own salesman. I'm my own project manager. I'm my own general manager. I'm my own bookkeeping. I, yes, I have an accountant, but anybody that runs a business, you have an accountant. That doesn't mean that you don't do anything with numbers. You still have to you do. You still contribute. To right? It. Yes. Uh, I, I'm my own shop guy. I'm my own buyer. I'm... I'm everything. Yeah. Right? And that's what they're afraid of. And that's what they're afraid of. Right? And that's why they also say it's, it's, it's hard to do business uh, on your own. And, hey, man, the first one to three, one to five years, uh, you know, first couple of years, it will show whether you're going to make it or not. Because some people have the potential to keep going. They just don't want to. They're like, ah, you know what, man? I can't do this. Fuck it. I'm going back to a company where everything is here for me. Easy. Easy. Comfort. Right? Pato, this has been an amazing conversation, man. Yes, sir. And I really hope that a lot of people that are listening, are, are they can relate to you, man. I'm sure, you know what? I'm sure a lot of people have gone through similar stuff. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people have run the, uh, what I call, COVID roller coaster ride, <laughs> which is just full of fucking emotions, <laughs> anger, discrimination. You call it like the, the premier of Alberta saying that we've been the most discriminated people around. That she's seen people that are unvaccinated. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, whether I'm vaccinated today or not, that's nobody's business. I mean, fuck off. Right? It's nobody's business. So nobody will know whether I am or not. Because at the end of the day, I practice what I preach and I preach pro choice. Regardless. And what does that mean? That means that I respect you whether you want to do this or whether you don't want to do it because you're an individual. Period. So you do what you want. That's you know what it. I mean? And I'm still going to respect you for it. Therefore, respect me for it. And that's what I mean when I say pro-choice. We're all entitled to do what we want. 
You know what I mean? Within reason, of course. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, as long as you you, you don't know, hurt other people, that's, that's it. it. It's simple, right? So you know, everybody's I'm sure can relate with that whole roller coaster ride that has been covered. Thankfully, now is uh, seems to be coming to an end. But uh, yeah, man, that's my story. That's how oh, B Square and X Ray got I'm started. Glad that you you shared it, and and and, uh, and people are. It's a touchy subject, and I'm like, it is. You know what? Just fucking kiss my ass and just like it's done and in it my is. opinion it's done so it's a touchy subject because people don't want to talk about it yeah talk about it the more people talk about it the more people discuss about it uh, discuss it, it it becomes the norm it's not even brought up on job sites anymore no it's, it's not and you know what i was out there what i call in the trenches at their very beginning and it wasn't even brought up then even in the height of it, it wasn't That's right. That's no. what I'm saying. On my no. sites, I gave you the freedom. You can do whatever the fuck you want. I don't care if you want to wear That's a mask right. or not wear a mask. It, I don't it, care. It, it, it became about the bigger outfits being able to say we're a fully vaccinated service company. Hey, good not, for it's, you. It's not going to be said anymore that much longer. No, no. It ain't going to be a badge of honor. I tell you that right now. Well, the way things are going now, I think people are starting to realize that Questioning something is okay. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. You know what I mean? So once upon a time, you're being looked down upon if you question something. Fast forward to today, it's not. But look at the damage in between that is oh, done was, to just so many people. It was all bullshit. We got to wrap this up, Pato, but I want to do the 12 questions. Yeah, again let's do mind. it. Let's get this done. So what is your favorite construction word? Fuck. What is, what is your least favorite construction word? Uh-oh. What turns you on in construction? An empty canvas. Being an electrician, you get an empty canvas. Here we go. It's like, where do That's we begin? It. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> what turns you off in construction? Negativity, man. Oh, 100%. Yeah, leave it at home. Fuck, leave it at home. Leave it Don't buried it. six feet under. Yeah. Man. This is like done. Favorite curse word? Fuck. <laughs> favorite vehicle you know what i like i'm an old soul man and i like i believe is uh 1957 ford f1 and it's an old pickup truck oh, i know it's yeah, yes, i know what you're talking and about. if i could have that a candy apple <sighs> red with the chrome bumpers yes Fuck, man. That's all me. And, I'm all and, over and it. And bring this back. Yeah, bro. I'm not afraid <laughs> of the roll-down window, man. I'm all over it. Yeah. Least favorite vehicle. Least favorite vehicle. Uh, you know what? There's so many, man. Fuck. Uh, it was one that I had in mind that I just can't fucking stand. Last time I was here, I I'm said... I'm trying to remember what it was. It I was mean. the Charger because... The uh, new Chargers? Because I'm in another Brampton. And anybody that's oh, in another that's Brampton right, will understand right, that's why. That's right. I remember that. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, fast forward to today. Um, I don't like those cute fucking <laughs> vehicles, man. It's, why make them so ugly? They're I don't understand. They're ugly, man. Yeah. Ugly, yeah. ugly. They make cool commercials, but they're ugly on the road, man. What construction sound or noise do you love? Ah, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, well, I still like the sound of the impact driver, man. For some reason, I like it. It's loud. I know, I but... Loud. Uh, to me, it's loud. To me, it's production. 
you figure by now they would have somehow had to figure out how to dampen that thing. If like yeah. if, if assassins can actually get a silencer on their gun, why can't we just put some sort of silencer on I know. that gun? I know. Or maybe they want that manly sound of that right there's something about it right like i mean for me you know you put up rough and plates boxes whatever to me that's money so to me it's true i change it to right what construction sound or noise do you hate no you know what i'm sure everybody can agree with me man the multi-tool the auxiliary oh my god amazing tool there's so much you can do with it, but Jesus Christ, man, that fucking thing is just ear piercing, <laughs> oh, man. So loud. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Uh, photographer, man. Yeah. I like, I like, you know, I've always Buy a photography camera and start taking pictures, man. And, you know, I've always said, one of these days, and I, I, me and the wife even discussed it and said, you know what, we're going to do one of those couples general interest photography course. And we're going to do it one day when we find the time. But nice. that would be pretty fucking cool, man. Like, you know. What profession would you not like to do? Hey, man. All the love and respect to the plumbers out there. But <laughs> 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 shit rolls downhill, bro. <laughs> I got to do I got to do plumbing, man. I'll take a snapping over a shit. <laughs> if heaven exists, what would you like to say when you hear? Or sorry. What would you like to hear from God when he's. What the? If heaven exists, <laughs> what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at those pearly gates? You know what? I said I found a new love for electrical. So I want the big man to ask me when I get there, you bring your tools? <laughs> <laughs> Pato, always a pleasure to see yes, you. Yes, sir. Man. Nice thank seeing you. So you. Congratulations. Thank you so space. much for this, man. I love it. No, this Very is nice. going to be the home for the next little while, and we're yeah. going to have like, like so many conversations yes, here. Yes. Inspire so many other tradespeople. And yeah, do it. Back, you know why? And if so. anybody out there uh, has been juggling the idea of doing their own thing, reach out. Reach out. Uh, I know it's scary, but dissect that fear because when you dissect that fear you will realize that it's not as scary as it seems you know what i mean and you'll realize that by dissecting that fear there's going to be things that are more manageable and then you'll realize that it's gone i'm two weeks shy of a year man i never would have thought you know what i mean and i bring a lot to the table yeah. So uh, here we go. Anybody needs electrical work, man, let me know. <laughs> yeah, reach out. I gotcha. Reach out. P Pato squared. the Electrician. P squared electric at yeah. gmail.com. And it's Pato the Electrician and P squared electric on Instagram. That's right. I, I like to think I bring a lot to the table, you man. Do, you man. know what I mean? Uh, when it comes to homes, uh, trust me, man, I'll take my time to fish around your house before I go cutting a million holes. I know, holes. you just did a job for me, man. That's exactly what you did. And so. um, it came out very nice. I yes. appreciate and that. And they're very and happy and it's great. So, yeah, And yeah. like I said, it was turned down by another electrician and you embraced it. I embraced it, uh, nothing but smiles. And you know what? I think it came out good. We were under budget. We were uh, under the time frame that yeah. we originally had given. Minimum amount of holes. Minimum amount of holes, man. Next Be to none. I'm able to bring my experience on the commercial side to the residential side. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when I start fishing, that's what I tell everybody. Holy fuck, how'd you get that? Bro, you need to become the fish. <laughs> become the fish. And trust me, 
you will do it. You know what I mean? And that comes from experience, man. That's People are amazed yep. about the, how you can fish some of the things we fish, man. But that's all experience. And when you become the fish, man, like Bruce Lee said, you become water, right? Yeah, you become I become the, the fish, bro. And <laughs> I'll find a way and I'll save your walls. <laughs> so awesome, no worries. Awesome, man. Thanks so much. This has been a long one. Thank you, Angelina. Really appreciate it. Angelina, thank you so much. And it's been a pleasure. We are out of here and I'll see you soon enough, man. You'll get back on the yeah. show. Yes, sir. Enough, Thank man. you for having me. Thanks, Looking man. forward to it.